0: Board okay. I'm recording. I've had a problem with not doing. It. You gotta. I gotta hit it twice now. I didn't used to have to. There's so many things with Zoom. I can't. I just can't. I'm doing all right on it. I'm doing pretty good. Um, I can't get the. I can't get the fancy backgrounds, and my daughter gets real mad at me whenever she tries hello. to do it. And I'm like, I don't even know how. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. Oh. um, which can just. Uh, I had a friend that did it with just green poster board oh hey that's yeah (laughs) that's a good idea (laughs) any solid colored background would work but a green screen works the best it's just it has to be a solid because what it's doing is it's replacing whatever color you tell it to with the image that you have so if Your background is fully... Yeah, that's how green screens work. But green screen is the best one. It's the one that it recognizes the easiest. And The brighter, the green, the better, I guess. Oh. That's what I learned. Well, that's... Today I learned. Thank you, Helen. (laughs) I appreciate that. that. Anybody that happens to actually listen to this would learn, too. Yeah. I want to get a projector, um, especially with the size of our backyard. I want to get a projector and... uh, a screen for that and then also like you can get pull down green screen or a white screen. So oh, yeah. Then I could just set that up behind me right here and boom. You could have anything behind you. Anything behind me. So that's you know Did I Did you don't ever watch Buckola Come on, you want to lay me. Pass the point <laughs> <boy>, me. <mijo. laughs> Do you remember the Wayne's World? <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> um Camera one, camera two. Camera two. No, <laughs> um, I'm in Texas. I got a gun. Let's go to a Broadway show. Or, or no, one says I'm in Texas. Why would he yeah. say that? I'm in New York. Let's go. I have a gun. Okay. I'm in Delaware. <laughs> Hi. I'm in Yeah, that's my favorite one is Delaware.
1: Mike Myers
0: is one of my favorite, like, because I have an improv background. He's one of my favorite improvisers. Yeah, I like him a lot, uh. You know what he does now? He paints chickens. He, or no, he paints the Colonel, Colonel Sanders. Did you know that? No. He paints no pictures, of seriously? Yeah, so seriously, look it up. He's painting, um, ch- uh, pictures of Colonel Sanders. <laughs> and they're adorable! <laughs> Check that out. I love this Skate with the Monkey on, um, Saturday I Live. Love my monkey. I love my monkey. <laughs> um The the kid with ADD, or the hyper no the the hyperactive kid, when he was oh was one of my favorite. I love you, you know. (laughs) He's like he's got like a helmet on and he's like um tethered to a uh, to like a jungle gym with Nicole Kidman. So offensive now though. It really truly would, but it was one of my favorite. He had he plays a character that's just he plays a child very very it's just it's just yeah it's no. endearing because of the way he's playing a child and that's yeah just, but like, oh man i mean there's so much stuff that like i was just talking to somebody last night about like family guy i used to love family guy i tried to rewatch it and and you're like and, well yeah i know it was uh, the episodes that i have problems with were made you know not were long ago but not that long ago and they have since come out and said you know you know we would do it differently now by myer's father who transitions to be a woman um the episode where brian sleeps with her not knowing that she used to be a man and then that, that, that throws up and it's this whole fucking oh, thing yeah. that i have oh, forgotten about the, that episode. Yeah, but if she's if she's everything he's ever wanted, and she's had the surgery, I mean, if he's I don't know about these Seriously. people saying, you know, I'm Great. I I go back and forth on the people that say that it's transphobic to say you don't want to date a trans woman or a trans man. Um, somebody that would date either. I mean, I don't have like I'm like an sexual. So I don't. Gender isn't as important to me, it's like other aspects. Like genitalia isn't as important to me as other aspects that are gender. So, um, but you have a gender reference regardless of a gender reference You know, what I mean? like yeah. if you don't want to engage with a penis, or you don't mm-hmm. want to engage with a vagina, regardless of who it's touched to, that's not transphobic. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so, if, if you're saying I don't Saying I, you know, I would date a. Tr- if if you really want to fuck vagina, you have no desire to deal with penises and, um, what and she's everything you ever wanted her to be. It's so perfect. Why and you didn't have no clue. Why would it matter so much that you would vomit? You know what I mean? That it would yes, affect you how- like that. I don't it it really fucking annoyed me and then you That's know real. even after that, time. every time huh well i was just gonna like i think people um negate the importance of them like how much well i don't think people negate it at all but like the importance of the media and how much media matters and how much it shapes who you are like we go yeah. back and, and we look at like a lot of the crap in the 90s that people are so nostalgic for nowadays and i'm like why are you so nostalgic for that time right now, cause especially Usually, like growing up, like I grew up a fat. I was a fat girl, as like I was a fat girl. So like, yeah. all watch any movies in the '90s, and they're like shaming fat people, like, oh, totally. yeah, and, the fat, and they're like the dumb character, and they don't know, like, and it's just like for, I'm not nostalgic for that. <laughs> for the fat girls are the. The one that the dude has to hide, but then he finds out he just loves her because of her personality, and he doesn't care. He's so brave yeah. that he'll tell the world and watch. Uh, watch what happens when I take off my glasses. Oh my god, I'm actually beautiful without my glasses. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. Is so stupid. Anyway, yeah, so that's I, so yeah weird. I don't so like when you um, look back on stuff that we used to laugh at, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. So there's that, and there's also quagmire's rapiness that oh my god he's so rapey it goes well it goes from it goes from him just liking slutty girls that will do stuff to him to you know getting prostitutes to um drugging them and and the one that was like the final straw and it was when he went over to um when the girl, the daughter, or whatever, and it goes over to get date from him. She can rape a man, and 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 they actually say rape and stuff. And I'm just like, this is in Quagmire's Do you, so you your think they're trying to? I like I stopped watching Family Guy. A long time it was like before. 2012. It was the it was the mid 2000s. It was it was not okay then, really, honestly. But um I just can't get. I just some of Family Guy. It's just too much, and then yeah. That's, that's real. real. So I can't, I can't enjoy Family Guy anymore. Uh, oh, oh no! Um, yeah, that's real. Uh, um, the Philadelphia one. The can't think of it. Oh, can't think of it right now. Um, it's got Danny DeVito in it. Oh, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's always Sunny in Philadelphia. They're I never really- got into mm-hmm. that show at all, I, so I don't know I, enough about it about to speak on it. I just know of it. I think I would like it. I tried to get into it, but there's so much homophobia and transphobia in, like, the first few seasons. They say, I oh, told that that change is late stop doing that, but I just can't get past it. Um, it can't. it makes me feel comfortable. It makes me feel sick in my stomach. I just can't. It's like, oh, I can't. i I like king of the hill king of the hill has held up because hank (laughs) is hank at the end of the day is like i don't care who you fuck you know leave my truck Uh, alone um that's a mike judge isn't it yeah he's 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 the beavis and butthead guy yeah too yeah yeah how uh, is this rude to ask you helen how old are you because oh, so we preface that like we don't know each other that well. I'm sorry, I'm not like being. How mature. old am I? Yeah. I am 42. No, oh, you shut the front door. I'm 35. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't look 35 either. I would have thought you were like 28, maybe. Oh, that's sweet. I have two children. Yeah. I have four children. Four children. Grown. How yeah, old are they? Uh oh, <laughs> it's my more delightful that I have little kids anymore. <laughs> yeah, my daughters are 23 and 21, and my son is 19, and my youngest is 18. Wow, they are grown-ups. Yeah, my youngest- What's it like? Through high school. It's pretty dope. Uh, it sounds but, pretty dope. How <laughs> old are your kids? They're um eight and five. Whew. Soon to be nine and six, and Ugh. like- a few weeks, and actually, the newbie showcase is on her birthday. <laughs> the next one, August eighth. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing what? What? When's it? When's it? Which, which one's birthday? The eight year olds? Yeah. So she'll be nine. But yeah. I have it. I have it all planned out. No, 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 no. I'm promise. I'm not a bad mom. She should be in bed. It doesn't start till eight. Exactly. Well, she's gonna go do a sleepover at her nanny's yeah. house. Yeah. No, there's, it's her ninth birthday. It's not like it's her 16th or 13th or first. Or Even something. then, I never really understood, like, the importance of birthday. I mean, like, I get it. I know, So I know a lot of people love their birthdays. But, like, I feel like as a mom, I feel like that, like, I should be getting the presents on the day of the birth of my child. Because, like, you've had children, so you know that you did a lot of work. I love and- celebrating their birthdays. I love... because oh, you're probably... Like it's because you're a good... Well, I... So, I love... I sell... I let me preface this. I celebrate my kids' birthdays like they are my birthdays. Like, that's where I was yes. going with that. Because, like, normally my kids' birthdays are celebrated with just like, a, we, I, we have a bunch of family over, and we just, like, the adults get, you know, adulty, and the kids, the cousins, like, do kids' stuff, you know. Are you and married to a Hispanic man? Um, I'm not actually, but I'm. Uh, it's my family because I'm like la- I'm Italian. I'm very Italian. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, same so like I have a big family. Like same difference. Like, like my girls dad's Hispanic. Okay. Um, like so, for my first, you know, for my kid's first birthday or second birthday or something, he wanted to get a keg, and I was like, Yeah, it was their first birthday. I was like, We don't need a keg. Why would we need a keg? It's a kid's birthday party. It's like for the adults. So I'm like. He's like it's just cheaper than buying a bunch of beer. I was like, we're not buying any beer for our first birthday party. Oh, are you kidding? Are no, you kidding? my kid's first birthday party was like uh, my fir- my first, especially my first kid's birthday party. First birthday party was we. It was just a big, huge party, and like it- this is something that was completely foreign to my mother in law. No, I had I would ha- have them at the park where we couldn't have alcohol. No, that's not the way to do it. That's not <laughs> the way to do it. Yeah, my- my mother-in-law, um, she, my, my, my husband is a white male and he's a very white male. (laughs) Um, but, um, and so he's just, he's just very waspy, right. He's, they're very just like, I am going to talk about the weather and I am going to talk about sports ball sometimes. And that's about it. So like, they just didn't quite understand like the party aspect of a family (laughs) of like, A big Italian family so my family took them off guard a little bit that's all I'm saying my family wouldn't have understood it for a kid's birthday party but I I would have I well because he had such a big family we didn't really have space at our house there was no one's house that had space for it yeah so I would have their birthday parties at like the at a at a inside a building at the park oh you yeah cannot have alcohol you can't have alcohol so yeah. they still had their alcohol but they they didn't have it wasn't like out in the open and we didn't party all night we had it for four hours yeah okay and See? so that's how i fucking was like nope we're not doing that <laughs> um, Cause his family, I've been around his family enough they get loaded every Saturday what's the fucking difference you know and then they just get extra loaded at parties and then they're extra annoying and then people are fighting and I'm like oh. I'm not going to have this bullshit at my kids birthday this isn't that's a, real this is a party I tried to... about my child celebrating my child's birth see that's why I only invited my friends and not my family yeah <laughs> to celebrate the, the birth of my daughters yeah birthday. um but now i can't do any of that because of its which yeah, is fine douche sh- my family's still celebrating whatever the fuck they want they're celebrating uh they have baby showers during covid full-on uh really? baby showers uh my oh. grandmother's 89th birthday party um, where I think my brothers may have come up from, my brother may, and his wife may have come up from Texas for it. Um, did they live? Okay. So they live in Texas. Yeah. My brother, my family lives in Wichita. Oh, okay. And so my brother, Billy lives in Texas and I'm pretty sure him and his wife, maybe one or two of his kids came up for the birthday party. I did not go to it. I was here. Um, I wouldn't have gone to it even if I wasn't here. It's <laughs> because maybe you don't want to get school. COVID. I don't want, I don't, I'm not worried about getting COVID. I'm worried about giving it to my 89 year old grandmother and it will kill her. Yeah, that's real. I mean, it will kill her. And, um, and they still got together for that. Aunt got married. They had a wedding in a church that included (sighs) after the ceremony, everyone coming to the front and huddling together, um, around the couple to pray for them which my mother did not participate in. My mother stayed in the pew with a mask on her face. I hope they prayed extra hard. (laughs) My mom's 70. Oh my gosh. She didn't go to the birthday party, I don't think. And the bigger part of the birthday party is that I didn't want to talk about COVID or the Black Lives Matters protest or any of those things that were going to come up at the party um, and go off. I I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I would go off on somebody if it got brought up and none of those people agree. And I just didn't feel like doing it. So I wouldn't, Ah, but I had to, I had to have a friend break up like three days ago. Yeah, me too. And it's just like, I just can't, I can't do it anymore. Like I don't have the energy to like, Keep telling you why some of this shit is just not. Oh, it's awful. It's, anyway, I don't want to go down that deep dark path. <laughs> well, I had a friend break up the other day because, yeah, I just. Um, when you find out these people are racist or and or supporting racist, nothing and to do like that. No, they're definitely there's a lot of things I this this like. I'm sad that I had to like this is like a friend, friend not just like a Facebook person or like um, there's somebody I thought was going to be one of my best friends, but, uh, like one of my people and I had to walk away because I just can't, you know, um, deal with her mental illness and it, um, I know she's probably doing the best she can, but it doesn't mean that I don't love her. I just, just boundaries are good for everybody and yeah I have to protect my own mental illness and I can't have people in my life that require me to give them a lot of emotional energy and not get the same level of emotional energy back um and it's it's hard and I've had to learn to do that and it's like I she's not a bad person I don't dislike her i don't have any animosity towards her or anything i just can't deal with her stuff and my stuff you know what i mean i just i don't know i just don't especially feel like, now like everybody's it's stuff is just crazy. cray i just and it's hard to it to make that decision to to, to, to set your, the ba- the boundaries that you, for me, like the boundaries that I was having to set. And now that boundary means that I can't see this person. Like, that's what I'm mourning. Like, not the yeah. fact that it, it's just, it sucks. Yeah, it just no, sucks. It is. It, is. <laughs> it so sucks I mean, all around. I'm so sorry you have to right, go through that too. I want to message her. But the thing is, is like, I, I'm not allowed to disagree with her. Uh, she, if you right, disagree it, with her. It's an it's an attack. Even topics that we're on the same team. Hey, on the same team. Did she take it as an attack? She takes it as an attack. Yes, that's so real. And it's like, no, I'm not. You have to understand. I'm not saying that. I'm not asking a question to attack you. Like I'm asking a question so that I can at least see what's going through your mind, so that I, I don't attack you. For me, usually it's something that she starts talking about. Yeah um like you know we all rant about things so something messages me to rant about instead of doing it in public on Facebook which is a smart idea yeah um (laughs) but you know I'm off Facebook by the way I don't agree with her on whatever she's ranting about exactly you know because usually it's something that we're on the same page about right uh, like racism or mental health stigma things like that But if I don't exactly agree with her um, and say, yeah, you're right, that is a problem or blah, 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 then I'm the enemy. And I can't. And she said I was gaslighting her. She's like, she started the topic and she didn't want to talk about it anymore. Once I didn't agree with her, she's like, I can't talk to you about this. And I feel like that's the go-to when people know that Oh gosh! It's really unfair that you get to listen your opinion and your side of things, and then not let me um, and then shut the conversation down as soon as I show, and not let me share my view and my opinions, and have a discussion with me about it. Yes, shut it down, and then that's not gaslighting. I, I I wasn't trying to upset her or disagree with her just to upset her. I legit was trying to share with her my views and opinions on the topic she brought up. You know what I mean? I didn't get that ball rolling. She got the ball rolling. And um, yeah, it was about Kanye. She thought Kanye coming out as bipolar was good for the mental health stigma. And I was like, I disagree because he did it after he did all these very public mentally ill things, crazy things. So now when someone says I'm bipolar, what do they think of? they think of Kanye West and his crazy shit. So if anything that's done, it's damaged. (laughs) It stigmatizes it even more. (laughs) That was my point. And she, she said that I was perpetuating the stigma by saying that, by saying that I think that people need to stop using mental illness as an excuse to, for their bad behavior to treat people like shit. I mean, I understand oh, Kanye is sick. Them are fighting words. Yeah, I understand he's sick, but he also has access to the best medical care there is in, yeah. the, in the world because he's yeah. loaded. Yes. Okay. I mean, I take antidepressant every day. Do I? Would I prefer not to take it? Sure. You know, but whatever he needs to do, if he's just bipolar, there's other things that are harder to treat. But if he's bipolar, there's treatments out there. I know lots of people with bipolar that you would never know they have it. it, They're able to control it because they they do what they need to do to control it, whether it's it's therapy or medication or exercise or whatever they found that helps them um, manage their mental illness, they're doing it. Mm -hmm. And so people that just choose to absolutely not manage their mental illness in any way and then that mental illness causes them to have shitty behavior that hurts other people uh don't get a pass it's like i mean i know there are some like extreme cases of like schizophrenia things like that it's, a, it's i mean there's there's exceptions to every rule but i'm saying like overall um i know the mental health system in this country is fucked, but kanye has access to good mental health so there's no i'm not talking about some homeless guy on the street ranting with a sign i feel for them Um, if that homeless guy does something crazy and throws a shoe at my car, I'm like, I don't, I'm not angry at him. I'm like, yeah, he's sick and he's homeless and he doesn't have access to getting care. Um, so I don't think that homeless guy on the corner is hurting the stigma of mental illness because he is sick. And I do feel sorry for him because he can't get help. It's even if he wanted it, it's probably not an option when you're homeless to get proper mental health care. Yes. Kanye West is a fucking millionaire and he could get help and not act crazy if he wanted to but he doesn't because he's Kanye West but he doesn't and i don't think <laughs> i mean i'm not a mental health expert but i think bipolar is is doesn't fully explain the thing, things that he's done his behavior no, and his no he's stress. just an idiot <laughs> i I, mean, I i i it's a very unpopular opinion maybe maybe not i don't know i have a hard time getting behind anything when anybody brings up kanye i just like oh bipolar and he's finally some finally decided to get diagnosed and he comes out and says yeah man i'm so glad i got help i'm better now those things I did, you know, I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm doing better. I'm doing better to manage my, that I'm be really proud of. That Could help the stigma, but just wow. saying I'm bipolar and then continuing to behave erratically and say you're going to run for president is why people have a negative opinion. Why people Someone can't. says they're fucking bipolar. He's yeah. hurting the stigma. Yes. And I did not get, I mean, I, she didn't, I felt, and she like, didn't, she didn't, she, she didn't take to that message kindly. I'm assuming no, she took it personally because <laughs> yeah. like, you know, it isn't it's, that she hasn't tried to manage her, her mental illness. She has. Right. And is she just, what, what she has is very hard to treat and it's very That's hard to manage. There's not medication that really helps her. You know what I mean? Um, she's done therapy. She's done what she can to try to manage her. She really has, um, you know, My mental illness used to be way worse when I was younger, like in my 20s. And in my 30s, you know, like, the anxiety started when I was 25. So, like, I've learned to manage it. I got to, you know, I'm older than her. I'm older, you know, I mean, so I have more. I've had more time to figure out my mental illness and how, how to manage it. And I manage it pretty well now in a way that doesn't hurt other people, hopefully. Yes, gosh. That's um, because sometimes I I get mad and I say real mean things. I right before I talked to you, I just had to apologize to my daughter, my my eight year old daughter, because I said something mean to her. <laughs> well, see your <laughs> and it's just, and, that? you're Apologize. What's up? You're good. It may have sucked that you said something mean to her, but you also apologized to her. Yeah, that's real. It is a serious lesson people need to learn that it's okay yeah. to apologize, and it actually makes uh, I think it makes kids feel more valued. Absolutely. If, if, if I, I think if at any point if if my parents had come up to me and apologized after their I would I would be a little bit more receptive to having a relationship with them today. <laughs> my like there, who is was who a great mom didn't do a whole lot wrong. She did the best she could. She did recently apologize for not preparing me in any way to be a productive adult like finances, anything. Oh, uh, yeah, college, anything. She was okay. very loving. They were very giving um you know they took care of me financially and they they you know I was fed and housed and clean and warm and loved um but I was not prepared at all for the world yeah uh at all and she recently was like, and I've been trying to get her to do this my whole life, and it ends up in a fight to where she's like, you know." Just going off about how grateful I should be and how much worse other people had it, and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And she finally like was like, you know, I'm sorry, I I didn't teach you anything. <laughs> you <know? laughs> oh, it, no. that's interesting. She didn't teach me how to cook. No one taught me how. My dad never taught me how to put oil in my car, and no one taught me shit. Uh, uh, how to be in the world as an adult, not anything. Uh, I was taught just don't fuck till you're married. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> um, yeah, I was how to be kind and be empathetic and stuff like that. But the practical things of being an adult. Um, I I am much like you where I I was I I was taught a few things, but I had to learn very quickly because I left my house when I was seventeen. Me too. Okay, cool. Yeah, and um, I'm like, oh, I can do this. I'm like, oh crap, I'm an adult, and I'm a, I'm sometimes a quick learner. And when it came to like certain life stuff, that I was like, okay, I got this. But like now, I'm like totally suffering for it because you mentioned like you, you, you've been able to like work through your mental health and stuff. So I had a horrible postpartum depression after I had my kids. And that's and that's the first time I was ever even confronted with what mental health is because we didn't even talk about mental health growing up in my family. oh yeah yeah so it was like not even not even a thing <laughs> and so didn't now talk about it either um, yeah my mom just likes to not even think about she can just push bad things out of her head and just focus on the positive and like when I was fifteen I wanted I asked her to see a therapist and she was like you're just it's a phase you're a teenager um, all they're gonna do is blame the mother and that's know. what my mom says too oh my gosh sorry oh, it. yeah oh my gosh my mom says that to me my mom's 72 and she's still like i'll be like mom have you because have i can't be your therapist anymore can you please talk to somebody and she's like i just this is, i can't she just it's so it's so stigmatized in their generation that like oh, yeah. that put, talking to therapy or having or or, um, you know being in therapy is mm-hmm. is means that you're a bad person or whatever yeah, because or crazy or yeah whatever. it's like no it's you want not people to think that you're mentally unstable yeah um because of it's the like stigma because of people like kanye west because of kanye west um, <laughs> that motherfucker Biden and britney spears's breakdowns in oh yeah yes but yeah. i really, i felt i felt more bad for britney spears than kanye because britney spears was being manipulated and controlled uh, by her people by her parents by all these people that just wanted her to be a cash machine for them since she was she was sexualized yep. and uh, since she was used of age years, since yes, she was 15 100%. even earlier than that that whenever how old she was on the mickey mouse club that's when it's like 12 and so she yeah, and so she was just like I, I don't feel like her parents really gave a shit about her. I'm like they just saw money signs. Yeah. And, you know, everybody in her life, nobody everyone just used her and never gave a shit about her. And she is mentally ill on top of it. And so it's like I felt more for her like she was just breaking because she didn't she wanted to be who she is and they wouldn't let her be who she is. They wanted to just stay this sexy vamp, you know, and she just, you know, it's just uh yeah also no one prepared her to be an adult either so but i don't think i just another reason not to be nostalgic for the 90s yeah (laughs) call back no sorry (laughs) yeah Yeah. britney spears in a schoolgirl outfit at 16 (laughs) dancing around uh with pigtails i mean and so that's and so So she's totes my, like, my generation, if you will, right? I graduated college, or high school in 2003, right? Yeah. So, like, Britney Spears came out, like, that's the height of, like, your sexual period, like, high school, like, whatever. And so, like... how was i supposed to know (laughs) that it. that was my best britney impression Mm -hmm. that i got yeah i feel like she doesn't she it sounds like she's like trying to hold like she's trying to be a ventriloquist or something and it's just not quite working like that voice of hers it's just it grates on me but anyway but like so like that's what you were supposed to be to like the dudes out there was that oh that sexy catholic schoolgirl. like and it's just so like i have all kinds of weird like it's slutty but but misogynistic and patriarchal but still virgin. <laughs> you know it's they want you to be a slut but they want you to be a virgin too is what they used to be i have found that it's not the case anymore but <laughs> are you married now i forget. oh no, no i forget no you are not that's right I three divorces. Oh, wow. I'm about to have my three, like? third. Three divorces, about to have my third bankruptcy. So. Oh, no. I am not very good at being an adult. That's fine. I, no judgment. <laughs> I got, yeah. I, I, if I, I, I'm like, should I go into some things? But I'm like, I don't know Helen that well. And I don't know who's going to be seeing this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. That's the thing, I don't edit this, so yeah, anything you say will be... Will, will be- can, and will be used against you in court of law. <laughs> <laughs> I not know what are you gonna tell me if you're gonna tell me that you murdered somebody? Um, yes, can- four people, and you can find them buried in my backyard. No, that's not it at all. <laughs> you know, no, 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 no. Some people better be glad I'm fat and lazy, is all I have to say. You know what I mean? Like... You know, okay, can I tell you something? Killing them wouldn't be the problem, but dealing with their body after? That would involve other people. Seriously. I can't it on my own, and I'm not going to have accomplices. No. So they so like they would just sit there, and I, they'd become friends, and I'd walk them around like Bernie, yeah, like we did at gonna, Bernie's. They're going to stay wherever they die. i, <laughs> I bury them. Um, <sighs> I would just have to kill them in the right location, I guess. But it seems like so much work. It does um, seem like a lot of work. There's only one person that I would actually murder if I could. Um, But like, is it a person of history like that's already dead or like that's currently living? Like, it's an ex. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, that's dark. Um, yeah, I would totally. The world will be a better place when he dies. But I can't because I have you know children that can't have me in jail. I can't go to prison, so it'd have to be it would be like a murder suicide situation. Oh, but gosh. if no, I have, don't do it, Helen, don't. If don't. I have terminal cancer and they tell me I got six months to live, I'm. <laughs> that's what I'm. I'm You're gonna, like that motherfucker. Better hide. <laughs> I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna book it down to the Grand Canyon and just. Are you gonna film it in Louisa? Just my body, though, not a. Oh, car. just your body. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't take I'd a car with you. down the Grand Canyon. It's so beautiful and peaceful. It is beautiful, man. And all you gotta do is take one step off in some spots, and you're dead. You're smashed. No pain. You won't feel shit. You'll. I mean, there'll be the drop, and then it's over. And and if you drop fast enough, you pass out. That's true. They do say that. They say you pass out before you hit the ground. Yeah. So. Which is a relief to me. I'm going to murder him, and then I'm going to drive to the jump Grand off. Canyon and just jump off. Okay, okay. But only if I've got you, terminal cancer, I'm going to die anyway. Okay, you do... Okay, that's a really solid plan. I like it a lot. Unless I get the chance to assassinate the president. Uh, but that would be so hard to do. It'd be so Shh. much easier to show my ass. For are listening! Everybody, I'm not saying listening. I'm going to do it. I know, I'm just... I like you, and I just don't want to see you arrested by the FBI. That's all I'm saying. I get out of it. You know what it would do for my comedy career? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, no. shit. <laughs> I can get some good lawyers. Somebody will do it pro bono. There'll be donations. Um, oh. People will know my name. Fuck yeah. Come <laughs> I and get me. I got shit else to do. I'm about to start a day job on Monday. You know, there's not a lot of comedy going on. No, there sure is not. And so it'd be a good time to devote a year of my life fighting a treason charge. You know? You know what? You're not wrong. You're gonna you're gonna do it. Do it. You know, no press is bad press, you know. I honestly have always wished that some So you're saying saying I should release my sex tape. That is what you're saying, Helen. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Like if it's a good one. Oh God. I don't, there is no, here's a true story. Um, I don't send like sexy pictures to my dude. Like I don't, I've never ever to any, any dude or any woman or anybody. Like I've never sent, cause it's, is that weird? Have you, is this too intrusive of a question? There is nothing that I won't say. Okay, Um, cool. If it's the truth of something that I do, I don't, I don't hide it. I don't have any I have no shame. Um, I'm a fat, oh, silly bitch. I'll talk about anything. <laughs> um, no, because I'll I, ask I, anything because I I don't have boundaries. <laughs> I have good. Go ahead. I have sent pictures. I have sent um, videos of me doing things to myself to men. Um, so, I've I've been so I've been married. Okay. So let me let me um, uh i don't know defend myself maybe i feel like i have to because well, i'll it's say fine if you have it. i mean it's like every i'm sh- there's a lot of people that have it. i'm sure well i know but i'm sure like people are probably like what the hell what is wrong with this lady which i don't who fuck who cares what people think but i guess my question is or if not question say that about there's definitely people that say that about me sure. <laughs> <laughs> i'm a weirdo I, that's what's wrong with this lady um i i am the resident weirdo wherever i go so that's super cool um I knew we had, him. anyway, what I'm saying, what was I saying? Fuck, 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 fuck. What was I saying, Helen? You never take pictures. Oh, yeah. So like, so I married, so I met, I met my dude when I was 18. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm 35. So like. Year, 2004? 2003. 2003. 2003, yeah. There 2003. wasn't really good, the cameras on phones and stuff. No, and people hadn't really learned, like, like it that was, was like the like normal like thing. Because I feel like it's, it's Right. And I feel like it's, it's like a common thing. Like a lot of people do it. little bitty digitized picture was shit. Yeah. Like, so it's like, is that a nipple or is that just like a hole in the ground? I don't know what I'm looking at right now. So it's just like, so it wasn't a thing. And so it never became a thing between he and I. Yeah. And so, and like, and I'm monogamous. Yeah. So I guess, So I, so it's just never something I've done. And so like, I will say that in like any, any company. And I'm surprised that the reaction of people are like, you don't. (laughs) Never. Never. Um, Are you an imbecile? (laughs) Are you freakishly deformed? Is that why? Is that why? (laughs) It's just like. I lived under a bridge my whole life. (laughs) 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 So anyway, so it's a weird. Yeah, like, no, it, that makes total sense. Like, you, <laughs> you, so you've been married, like, 17 years? I've been with my, I've been you with him for 17 17? years. We didn't get, we didn't get married till we, after college, because I met him, like, my freshman year of college, and that's a yeah. whole different story altogether, but um, I, uh, and so, and we were just together, all of college, and then yeah. we are like, let's get married, so we got married, and then, um, and yeah. I've been with him ever since, because he's, like, he's, like my partner, well, and, like, he's, like, you, my, Work outside the home. I, I used to. I don't. I just quit my day job. Yeah, because Good. I didn't. I, I congratulations. A, they were racist, and B, they were. I got totally sexually harassed. Like, it's what were you insane. doing? Um, I was bank telling. Um, what? and what was so funny is like you mentioned like people tell you probably tell you all kinds of shit on the podcast, right? But like having access to people's financials information, and they think that you have some kind of like like patient doctor like uh I don't know I don't know security what is that what do they call that confidentiality Confidentiality. yeah yeah and so like I'll be looking at like because like they'll ask me a question about something and like it's like obvious that they have like five million charges to porn sites which is totally like I'm not here to judge it's totally fine but like they start it's just, then the shit that starts coming out of the mouth and the stuff that they start telling me about their lives because they know what I have just seen is hilarious. And, like, I don't even say anything. Like, I don't mention it. I don't sit, like, it's not like I bring it up. It's not like when I pull up, I usually pull up their character on this. I, should yeah. I? I'm so new. Yes. I'm really new at the stand-up. You should just, you just need to make a list of, like, the three weirdest ones, oh, maybe, God. or, yeah. And I got, I got stories to man. <laughs> i can tell you right now, that is not something I've ever thought about. That's not something I've ever thought about that bank tellers listen about charges and people saying weird stuff to bank tellers. I've never, ever, ever thought about that.
1: It's and I think
0: so... about, I'm an overthinker. So I think about all sorts of things. And so I'm, it, it is something that one, no one else is going to have jokes about. Okay. Who is hilarious and people are going to be like shocked. And three, there's going to be people in the crowd that have done it that are going to be like. <laughs> I'd be like, yes, m- uh, Mr. Smith, that was you that I saw you the other day. Yeah, for sure. like I uh, know you like the cat you know? houses. Yeah, yes, I mean, yes. You know, I mean, and it's a thing where you don't, you can just say you're a bank teller that you don't have to mention what bank or anything. Yeah. Like that. And there is no confidentiality thing. You don't sign something as a bank. No, leader. I sure don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> like. You might and keep just, the institution's information private, but there's oh, nothing absolutely. that you sign mm-hmm. that says you're going to keep uh-uh. a customer's information private. That they tell no, you No, there's no like HIPAA laws. It's like, no, you, I could totally be like, you know, this one dude told me the other day cuz they totally tell me. Yeah. Like it's not it's not information that I get out of them. It's, it's just they like, just open their damn mouths cuz they <laughs> assuming I'm thinking stuff and it's like, really no, I'm just here to punch in the numbers. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no, I I definitely encourage you to work on some material about that. That is... Oh, thanks, Helen. Hilarious. <laughs> and it'll be fairly easy because it's just a hilarious situation. And um, yeah, no, for sure. Um, how long have you been doing comedy? Four years. March 16th was four years, the day comedy shut down here. Oh, oh no. But I feel like I've, I'm a fa- I've advanced faster than four years. I don't know. People That's are always shocked that I've only been doing it for four years, but I didn't start till I was 38. So there's so oh, good. There's so oh, many God. things young comedians. Oh good, thank God. There's hope for me. I know, I'm like oh, because it's just it, it's hard. You start like there's seriously these 22 year olds, and I'm trying to make jokes about, and I'm just like but the thing uh, is is like your audience, the audiences that have money to buy food and beer that you want to be butts in your seats. Yeah um are probably really sick of listening to 23 year old dudes talk about their dicks seriously yeah so you have a you have a different perspective that you can bring to things because you have a traditional kind of life you know the husband and the kids but you're also like a comedian so you have that I'm punk rock deep down (laughs) yeah so you have that like dark comedy mind too and so yeah it's it's your, your material is really relatable to people that have money by shows. And so if they like you, then that's, that's how you get booked on shows. That's how you get to be like real headliner gigs, not like my show, but like, you know, like real headliner gigs, because yeah. you can put sell tickets, but butts in seats. That's real. That's real. That's totally real. And, uh, yeah, I, I get I get so I have nerve issues. So I started so I started so I started comedy. So okay. So yeah, I like, actually what's your started in story. How did you get into comedy? Okay, so I started um with improv actually. Yeah. Um and honestly, um it was before so I had I had a corporate life for like 10 years. Um I had kids and I was doing the mom and the work and the yeah. you know, I was I was doing what I'm supposed to be doing but like those like yeah. types of things, right? and um and i found myself unemployed out of no fault of my own (laughs) um i was actually working for this like family-run company doing um um, uh, low-income housing deals um for developers getting them the money so that they can build low-income housing or public housing like all kinds of community development type projects i did that for forever yeah um and um it was a family-owned place i was there um for six years and somebody I replaced somebody that left to have children and then this person wanted to come back and it was a close close personal friend and they were like, Okay, see you Emily. And I'm like, Okay. Bu- bye. <laughs> and I was yeah. Part- yeah. So it like totally took me aback like I was just I was just like, What the fuck just happened in my life? And of course, like I'm going through all this like postpartum depression stuff and like yeah um, i've always had a very big affinity for comedy and stuff like i was raised on snl like my parents like SNL. that's how I was, raised. I was raised on tv
1: like yeah, they, I,
0: they literally i recently just made the connections because of talking to people on this podcast because i i really don't know i would never really under just talking to people about like what your comedy influences were and stuff mm-hmm. and it really was it was snl um uh, even though i don't really i'm not really interested in improv or acting but yeah. Like, cause I mean, I was born in 77. So mm-hmm. when I was little, my parents have like VHS tapes of season one and, you know, stuff like that. And, um, my dad would go on the road to work and he would record episodes on VHS and come home and we would watch them, mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. So, I mean, my parents let me watch Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. at, you know, uh, elementary school age. Me too. Um, me yeah. too. And totally, so, land shark. That's my favorite. You <laughs> land <know>, handigram. <laughs> shark. <laughs> it's it. my fucking favorite, and I don't even know oh. why. I can't even tell you why that's funny. Oh. I'm trying to explain it to somebody who's never seen that skit, and then they're I like, "This is, is dumb." But you're like, "No, it's fucking hilarious." So, so, no. I know it sounds real stupid. I don't know. There's like candygram, and they like land shark. And <laughs> you just you have to. <laughs> like, no! yeah and like the bad badass it's just so great it's so great uh, oh man yeah so my favorite yeah movie. totally oh my god so yeah so like still to this day like oh man i can't the mel brooks movies yeah oh my god yes, yes totally um I, I when remember when robin hood men and tights came out in like 90 yeah. 90- yeah, so i went to the theater to see it and yeah. i'm I'm like 10 or something yeah. like that. Cause like my, my, my parents, they literally didn't care. And like the people who raised me were my older sisters. My and mom would so that- cover my eyes if there was nudity. Yeah, well, and, and my mother actually, yeah, she's pretty cool. She was pretty cool about like, she took me to see the Beavis and Butthead movie, which what? is interesting, which the Beavis and Butthead movie. Oh yeah. Which is a, by the way, a terrible movie. <laughs> I love the Beavis and Head movie. Oh my god, I rewatched it the other day, and I got so stoned, and I'm like, oh my god. And of course I thought it was hilarious, but I'm like, god, a generation, a whole generation. It was I had all kinds of like, it was so my funny. My name is Cornholio. My name is Cornholio, I, to- is Cornholio. You I you still, you I need TP just- t- 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 for my bunhole. <laughs> my bunhole will not wait. My name is Cornholio, and I need TP t- for my bunhole. Oh, that that my was name. my thing, I love to do Cornholio i still do cornholio with my sisters like every once in a while we'll be talking and every, we'll just break into cornholio it's hilarious but anyway um but yeah so a big influence that was a big influence in my life and honestly like i just finally learned that like if i can't laugh at life like i i just i laughing helps me deal with trauma yeah. and um and if i can help somebody else's trauma or make somebody laugh or like i just it makes me feel good mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's like just that energy of making the people at which whom are in your company feel good or laugh or maybe even feel bad or just feel for fuck's yeah. sake you know what I mean yeah um, I feel like comedy plays such an important role in societal shifts and change very much so um, and so my background is in political science I actually have a master's in public administration so I've been in like the um, public r- I like was gonna t- go that route I have a minor in political science on accident. I have an associate's in accounting and a bachelor's in business and communications with a minor in political science. Because they were like, take one more class and you'll get a political science minor. Fuck yeah. yeah. So I wanted to go into public administration, I thought. I, I started to get interested in like local politics for a few years, and I wanted to go into public administration. And then I took a public administration class, like intro to public administration, and I was like, "Fuck this! Yes. The most boring thing." Yes. I, and then I went. You to really th- gotta th- want it. <laughs> political meetings with the A's and the I's and the nays and the fucking passing the dockets and the I'm just like, "Fuck." you i yes. this is and it, boring. it's and it's a total you want to talk about like burnout culture as far as like you're like i don't know it's just it's just all, it, it all of it so like anyway so i st- so that all this happened and then i'm like i gotta f- so i believed in the the power of that and i'm like i'm gonna fucking do something about it so i actually went like google t- what t- The power of comedy and the power of laughing, and and also like what I need from performing because I was also I I, I'm a musician I I play trumpet, um, and I was a performer up through high school and college I was in marching band. And like yeah. I, I love being in. Like I love working a crowd. I like being in front of people. I like, but I get nervous, which is the weirdest thing because I love doing it, but I still get so fucking nervous. Oh yeah, but it. the nerves are part of the fun, kind of like a roller coaster. It is like it's the yeah. adrenaline rush, right? And it's like yeah. if I could just learn to harness them, I can do wonders. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so I, so I, I googled around on uh, after I lost my job, and um, and I'm like, well, I really think I have the power to say something because, like, I. I, I I've been trying to make societal change and now I don't know. I'm just, anyway, so I started, so I, I Googled improv and, or kind of how do I be a comedian? I think is what I did. <laughs> and like, I, I'm, I seriously, like, that's what I, I'm like, how do I be a comedian? No, that's good for me to know because I I need to work on the SEO of my websites. Uh, You know, like art of comedy, I need to work on my SEO. And so that would actually be good. keywords and stuff to know what people are searching for when they're seeking out to be a comedian I know and I know it sounds silly and like I don't know because like I've never been I it's been a while since I've been a newbie it's a while since I've been a neophyte like and it feels really uncomfortable because I'm used to being the smart one and the driven one and the one that knows how to do stuff right away and then I get up on the stage and I'm like oh hi guys Oh, I like to tell jokes. I'm here telling <laughs> jokes. Everyone else you're going to see is way better than me. Totally. Like, it's okay. Just suffer through the next five to seven minutes. And uh, I promise it'll be over soon. And then the real comedians will come up. And then come on, you'll laugh a lot. It'll be so fun. It'll be fun <laughs> Just So anyway, um, so I Googled seriously how to be a comedian. And then I an improv popped up. And I'm like, oh, improv. Like I knew I wanted to do that when I was in college, but never had the time or money yeah. or any of it. So I took an improv class and that's when I kind of got back at, two years ago. Um, and that's and I went through the entire programs and stuff like that and I've been doing okay. improv for two years. Here? And then Where at? At Voodoo, which is now Rise Theater. What's it called? Rise Theater? Yeah. Rise, Rise okay. Theater. R-I-S-E. Which is cool. Yeah. I think awesome. I saw that change. So yeah. Okay. Because that's who we partner with um, for the classes, for the nonprofit. They're the, really the only ones here that are offering any, the classes really. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they're great. They're wonderful classes. Like, and they have stand up, they have improv, they have everything to be taught that the that, that I would want to give scholarships to teach people. Like there's, oh, stuff, there's classes God. I want to take, you know what I mean? Like and they're like and Nick Armstrong is a, like he he's an a brilliant writer. I took his um uh sketch 101 class. It's absolutely like amazing. Yeah. He's really good at working with like everybody and he's he's an amazing teacher and Josh Nichols and like all the stuff that they're trying to do to keep the theater open. Yes. Yeah. like they're doing everything they possibly can. So God, everybody support rice theater because it yes. saved my life and it saved so many other people's lives. So Ugh. anyway, <clears throat> I hope that was a good plug, <laughs> but it's something that's very near and dear to my heart. So I feel like I had to say it, Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, so then I took, um, Christy Bukley's comedy, um, uh, stand up one oh one. Did I know that? Did I know you took her class? I don't know. I don't think it came up. Maybe I did, I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, But I I did that before everything shut down, like right before everything shut down. So maybe Um, I didn't. And and I had only, like I've only done, I've done like five, six open mics and one showcase. Cause here's, see, you would, here's what, here's how I met Ashley and G. Uh, She came to a mic. I saw her sitting over there alone with her notebook. Mm -hmm. And I just sat down and was like, hey, female future comedian what's your story and then she told me she was in christie's class i was like fuck yeah you're gonna be dope then so like anybody that i've seen i haven't seen any i've only seen female comedians but any comedian that i've seen is kind of class i would give up like a seven minutes on a show. um because and that's that's like the new showcase i'm doing not nice, cool, and you're on the next one i yeah. don't think the other lady that's on the next one was in her class, but, um, she's definitely somebody that I would, if they wanted to go to the class, I would attend to, so it's like, um, yeah, and people shit on comedy classes. I don't think they should, and like that, they really truly do, and I've noticed this, because whenever I say I've taken a class, and I show up at open mics, and I'm like, oh, I'm in a class, and everyone's like, whatever. Um, but it's like, I don't know. It's like, I'm just trying, I'm, you also have to realize that I'm 35 and trying to like, you guys are all 22 and have time to like build your, (laughs) you know, but like it's why poo poo learning in any way. Well, yeah, I don't know. Every other art form is taught. Um, that is like you're teaching somebody to be funny. I mean, yeah, you still have to be funny, but from what I've seen, that class saves you at least six months to a year of, of getting comfortable on stage, of figuring out how mics work, just like putting this, knowing where to hold the mic comfortably for yourself, how to put the stand behind you. And it just, the stage presence of the people that are coming out of the classes, um, her class anyway, are well ahead of, like you would think they've been doing it six months to a year. And so, it's well worth the money to save yourself that much time at Mike's
1: totally.
0: you know, and just, yeah. I mean, and everybody has a different path. I'm not one that likes classes in general or being, I like to learn things on my own. I, it wasn't an option that I had in Wichita. Uh, Even if it would have been, I wouldn't have the money for it. And that's kind of how I got the idea for the nonprofit. Um, Yeah. Well, so so what was really cool about um, working at Rise um yeah that voodoo now rise, is that so yeah. I was doing internships so I was able so that's another plug for when they open back up like I was able to take the class because they 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 like want to nurture yeah. the arts and they were they were anyway yeah no so they gave me that great. class for free so that's why I, and that's why I got into that's why I started stand-up I'm like well if I can take this class for free I've always loved stand-up I've always wanted to do it so I did it so, yeah. so anyway keep talking yeah so that's that's what i i mean that's what i'm trying to do with the nonprofit i just i haven't really figured out how to select people uh to put through programs i i don't know what that process is going to look like yet or do they, you know I, I want them to submit themselves i don't want other people submitting people that might not I want them to want it. They have to seek out, they have to submit themselves. But honestly, I think, um, it's really going to be an interview like this. I just want to talk to them. I want to hear their motivations. I want to hear their story. I want to hear why they want to do it. Um, you know, because I can't pay for everyone that would want to do it. Mm Um, yeah. And I've just expanded what I'm going to what I want the nonprofit to do um, beyond women in and, and the LGBTQIA community, um, just as marginalized groups. Um, yeah, pretty much anyone but cisgender, straight, white men <laughs> for the most part. And then men of color, depending upon the area. If it's an area that seems to not have a lot of, like here we don't have a lot of um, men of color being comedians, but um, yeah, so it, the mar- but a man of color is a marginalized group, so those will. It's just really going to be. I'm. It's going to be like, who so do awesome. I? Because whoever it is is going to be out there representing. Once they're through it, is going to be representing the nonprofit in a way, and they're. Going to be tied to my nonprofit, so I don't want to have somebody that I put through into comedy that ends up being a predator. Seriously, that's <laughs> so, real. <laughs> wow, and I've learned females can be predators too. Um, I have a lot of problems with women my age and the way they talk about the young men so blatantly uh, to them. Like if I was younger or. You know, like just, ooh, just like stop. I mean, the, the kids. Oh, say, what do you mean, like the cougar talk? Like, if yeah. I was 10 years younger, I would, I would yeah. do things. Yeah. I don't know how yeah. to talk like that. You know, I know you're young enough to be my son, but I would totally fuck you. You know, I mean, I've literally heard men, women my age say things like that to men that are in their early 20s. Oh. And, you know, the men say it doesn't bother them, it doesn't appear to be bothering them, but it makes That's, me uncomfortable. Honestly, how is that different than like, Uh, it's not different from like, if I were a 22 year old chick, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not great. It's Well, Men are perceived to have more of a power dynamic because men aren't a marginalized group for their gender and women are. So there's a power dynamic when you have men and women, uh, younger women. But honestly, I think that 23 year old men are way more vulnerable than 23 year old women. Oh, a hundred percent if a 25 year old woman is dating a 35 year old man it's like i never even thought about that yeah but like i know a dude who's like 30 who has like a girlfriend that's like 18 right or something 19 she just graduated high school (laughs) like a year before last or something anyway it's gross and um but then i found out that she's just completely he's completely financing her life, and that is the only reason she's with him is she completely using him for his money and he knows it she knows it, and they just keep this relationship going he knows that if he can't keep financing her she will leave and um so i'm like good girl okay. <laughs> <laughs> shit seriously money, he's gonna be gross but yeah it's like seriously he's not being taken advantage of by him at all she's she's the puppet master for sure good for her for sure um yeah. <laughs> fucking dudes <laughs> fucking dudes they're <laughs> fucking so easy dudes. but yeah i just um I, yeah comedy is very i think there's I think, like, you know, like, in your your Bible, you live in this world, um, a traditional kind of world with moms and dads and nuclear families, probably, where, what area do you live in? Like, a suburb, probably? Yeah, I'm in Groomfield. It's eating me alive. Where do you, yeah, yeah, so it's like, I've tried to live in those environments, and I hate them. Um, yeah, you feel like an alien uh, in this world that you're in. Uh, that's the best world for your children probably you know what i mean it's just it's the world you live in but you're an alien in it and then you get to go to comedy and you're like oh i'm not such an alien anymore mm-hmm. and and it, and it makes me feel pretty good and um and it it's it's a well-needed um i don't know what valid i don't know i don't want to say it validate what's that <laughs> It is a validate. It's totally validating. It is. And especially as a mom, um, you're not always validated, you know, <laughs> and it's more, it's more than that. It's just, it's just. Moms won't express anything that like what you said earlier about, because they don't want to sound like they're a bad mom. They want to act like they love their children just, they have no problem with their kids. Any, they just love being a mom, and they have no problems with their kids. And that's how those, like the Stepford Wife, suburban moms act. Yes, a hundred percent. And I'm just like, I can't, guys, I can't. Like, it's terrible. Oh God. Meanwhile, I, I it's made like, a drink, white wine, and popping Zannies. And, and yet, yeah, but I bring up smoking pot, and they're like, oh God, like you should oh. see, like. Like, it's like I'm the outcast, and it's like really pouring a full glass of wine, just look, 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 look. right? And they joke about it no. too. Like, they have those so shirts that they're to... like, Why, mom, yeah. don't care? Yeah. And I'm like, You need to just stop because, <laughs> like, the minute I bring out a joint, everyone's like, Oh my god, Emily, how dare you? So it's that's a riddle. I know, I and it's angry. oh my god, you're so weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. You live on a cul-de-sac. I don't. I don't. But I live very close to a cul-de-sac. Okay. Um, Cul-de-sac. Worst. It is the worst. And we have a cul-de-sac in suburbia, and it's like people on the cul-de-sac want to be like a family and friends. And it's like I just I bought this house because it was cheap. It was cheap, and I bought it like thirteen years ago, (laughs) when I really had no money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, that's how they get you. (laughs) <laughs> that's how they get you yes. and so but and now like oh god it's it's a mess but anyway it's it's fine I'm, yeah, i don't know what were we talking about i, don't I got i got know. really because we started talking about me and then i was like oh I, god. we're supposed to talk about you how you ended up in comedy oh yeah so yeah so anyway so i decided that i was going to do that and so i did improv for two years and then and then i took chrissy's class from voodoo um from Rise theater and um and uh, I just, I enjoy doing it. I'm terrible at it, but I enjoy it You are not terrible at it. <laughs> you're very kind. <laughs> um, but it's- I mean, uh... you definitely, obviously have room for improvement. For oh, god! But you're not yeah. terrible at it. Um, um, yeah. You make me I... laugh. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I, you know, it's, uh, I see the potential in your comedy. I see, that's why I booked you on my show in August. Oh, thank so you. That's sweet. That's Very the nice. point of the newbie showcase is like, because, like, that's probably the reason why I didn't know who you were because I didn't, um I would stay at my sister. Like, Ashley, I met her at the mic, and there was another girl there whose name I can't remember. She's not on Facebook, and I have to email her, but um I need to get her on a show. But so, you know, I met that girl at the mic, and then there were two others whose name I can't remember. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. there's two other two I can't remember right now, but two other men that were there. Were actually, one. i like five women, or five. Seven, two, four, five. Yeah. Anyway, that had yeah. taken this class, and they are all. I am immediately knew they were. They could see that they were sisters. So it makes sense that you were sisters. I see. I see it, this Presence, but um. So, but I'm a kind of person that even before, like if I see a female at a, at a mic, I am, that I don't know. And she's new. I, I'm like, I'm like almost creepily supportive of her. You know, if I were a man, I would, she would be like, get away. You're trying to fuck me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just like, Hey, how you doing? What's your name? How long have you been doing comedy? What are you doing? Need some help? Anytime you need a buddy, let me know. And, um, yeah, so that's wonderful like, because i could have used that like i don't know before all this started to go south but like i needed that yeah. I, because like it, it it's it's a, it's a lonely world as a as a female going out into the comedy scene <laughs> yeah it's for most because i mean I'm really comfortable with men I mean um like being friends with men and i mean it's just I had brothers i had my cousin i it, mostly oh, totally. I, I, I have a lot of friends like I just there are a lot of predators out there and like like and being like a pretty young thing like it's like the immediate go-to with a lot of them and and mm-hmm. I'm so deep in misogynistic values where I'm like ha this is who I have to be for you and it just I think that I sweet. I've gotten really lucky that I haven't had to deal with any of that um coming into comedy no one tries to fuck me oh, ever so- um which is fine. I don't want to fuck him. You know, it's fine. Um Is it is just inappropriate to say that I'd fuck you, Helen? I would fine. if I Thank wasn't you. if I w- if I wasn't monogamous. Yeah. I'm like you a lot. Yeah. Married woman, that's married woman <laughs> that's my thing, but yeah, it's got to be cool. <laughs> it can't be cheating. I won't I, do it if it's cheating. I also well, I don't do threesomes. Well, then let's just be good friends. <laughs> no, I uh I'm 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 getting excited for like all the all the divorces that are gonna come out of COVID um, Seriously. <laughs> that are gonna really give me a new dating pool in a couple years once they're over it and it's all cleared out. So you're gonna have women who have been in these long-term relationships like you have since high school with this man who, have, who may have wanted to explore being with women but haven't been able to and they're like, I'm free. And um, <laughs> you know, I like, that's my favorite is like um, really powerful professional women who have never been with a woman that's like it's such a fucking niche is that your kink type. That's your, uh, it's such okay. a niche type all that, right you know they're not they're not hard they're hard to find and <laughs> harder to woo and so um you're gonna make me i think you're gonna make me blush helen oh my, <laughs> I, I, oh my I, i'm getting I, the vapors <laughs> my, helen, so dirty um <laughs> Or there'll be men also who have been in these marriages and have had things they've wanted to explore, and maybe their wife wasn't into it, and they never did, and and now they can. And here comes Helen, Miss You're Open-minded. Cold-panded. I'll wow. try most anything yeah. once, person, especially if it's something you want it. done. If it's something somebody wants done to them, I'll try just about anything. Like you know, it doesn't oh. really matter to me. But like, if it's Which something you? done to me. I'm a little limited. I'm a, <laughs> way more limited. <laughs> that's well, as you right. should, as one should be, I think. <laughs> Someone wants me to slap them. I'll try it. I'll <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I everything once, man. I'll give it a shot. I'll try it. If that's what you're into. I don't know. I'll give it a shot. We'll see. You know, so it's I good just. For you. Yeah, I'm pretty open minded, but you know, everyone has their purpose on earth, and mine may just be helping middle aged people explore their sexuality cool (laughs) that's a cool purpose there's a podcast you know what have you heard of this podcast my neighbor sent me it at some point do you listen to this is a dumb question do you listen to podcasts i do but mostly about true crime and serial killers i don't listen to a lot of comedy podcasts but there's there's this like it, this this one isn't a pop a comedy podcast. This one is like a it's like a exploring your sexuality as a middle aged person actually oh, really? podcast. Yeah, my my neighbor sent it to me. Um, not what? not the judgy one, obviously. <laughs> I think your neighbor's trying to get you to swing yeah well, i think she is and i I'm, think she is i'm kind of i mean i'm open i'm open i'll try everything once i'm gonna take a page from the old helen book thinking <laughs> also involves your husband trying being okay with trying things oh right i suppose i should mention this text. and you know <laughs> yeah unless he is trusting enough in you to let you go explore something sexually without oh of course whether, not <laughs> yeah no, there's. No, my husband is a very loving man and i adore him a lot and you know what i he was raised by hippies and i think that deep down deep down if i were to be like listen listen here because he's he is honestly one who's like the more traditional like super into monogamy and like yeah you know, types of things so i'm obviously like opening up as an artist and just like of of the human condition and just yeah you, you you get it right yeah and um and uh and I don't know. and like, I'm, I'm wondering if I think deep down he would come along with me on that journey. Yeah. Um, and I'm just, I, we're just, I'm, I'm just waiting a little bit till my kids are slightly older. Yeah. I, pro, you know, I, um, I prefer to be monogamous. I prefer to be in a relationship. Um, yeah, that's what so I like, would, like. It won't like the idea of like open marriages and like those types of things. I, couldn't, I know I, actually. I know somebody who is in one, and it is, and he's been in it for a long time. I'm super jealous. I did explore the whole polyamory thing. Okay, yeah, that's a good thing. Um, I'm super jealous uh, when I like somebody or fall in love with them. Oh, okay, um, and it's not. I, it couldn't be done in the way that most people do it, and it, there's a lot of communication. And I don't, if if they're going to be with other people, I don't want to know anything about it. And I don't want to tell them anything about what I do. It'll be just a, my private life and their private life. Um, and I mean, I've been with men who didn't consider me sleeping with a woman cheating because it was a woman, not a man. Also, I don't fall in love with women. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I've tested that theory a lot. It's not that it couldn't happen probably, but it, I just don't see it happening. So it's, it is just sex. I mean, or, or like a friend that, you know, so it's not. Um, it is just sex. sex yeah. It's not sex. like meaningless stuff, but it is just sex. I'm not going to fall in love with them and leave my boyfriend for them. Um, and, and I think that's, and I think that's something that my dude might not ever kind of be able to latch on to because as far as um, being open to the, like the, it's just sex thing because to him and he, cause I was, I was the person that had multiple sex. Sp- sexual partners before I was with him, kind of a thing. Yeah. Like I, and when I was when I was a teenager, I was very open to exploring my sexuality, like those yeah. types of things. And then I got s- sexual harass, like sexual assaults and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that portion of my early teenage years. But then I started exploring it so I could take it back for myself, like those types of things. And then I met my husband, um, who we, again, like this is a soul I share a connection with, um, but he is very traditional in his, like because he, he only had, I think, like two other sexual partners before me. And so he equates sex with love yeah. and love with sex. And he doesn't quite, and we've never been really on this same page, but it's never been an issue because it's never been. But now that I'm like, oh, I'm a flower, like it's, it's conversations that we've had to have in the past, you know, with a therapist present, of course. I think for yeah. sure, like, easing someone like that into you wanting to explore with women could be easier reconciled in his head. Because Bible you're word. getting something that he can't offer you. That's real. Because he's not a woman. Um, he wanted to go be with other men, that might be more- I know cool. he's not a woman, but I'm pretty sure if that he could have breastfed, he would have. That's the kind of man. Mm. I know, he's a lovely, lovely man. Anyway, I keep talking. I like having sex with women is great. Exploring your sexuality is fun. But honestly, at the end of the day, uh, it's not worth risking losing someone amazing the, and that's the, always the conclusion that i come to You do not want to be out here dating and i think actually, i don't think i do no it looks but, terrible but you have to go through the process of dating to do what you're saying it's the same thing so it's like dating right uh to to meet someone to have sex with it there's still a process that is like dating you have to meet them. You have to talk to them. See if there's a connection. Blah, blah 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 blah. That just sounds exhausting. I it is really. exhausting, and your kids are little. And so I'm saying, like, yeah, it, it it's one of those things. Like, you could find out that the grass is not greener, and it it's a before you even act on it. Just the process of getting online or however you're going to meet people. Um, just the process of exploring it just to get more information. Maybe like this is a lot of trouble. I don't, think- I don't think I want this. Were you, monog- were you monogamous with your ex-husband's ex partners? I'm sorry. that yes, was very and let, I mean, I haven't been like, I've only been with like five women and, um, I had, uh, two of them were during one. I had a three and a half year relationship with a man and he didn't care. So there were two women I dated while we were together. And then there were three women that were like, well, the, my first one was when I was like 17. And there were two others in my early 20s when I was like single, like one night stand things, people I met at clubs or whatever, drunken stuff. Yeah, and then right. there were two women that I saw. I think one was in like 2006. I saw her about six weeks. And then there was one in 2008 that I saw for about three months, once or twice a week. Um, we would just go to museums um the first one we would go back to her house because she was she was single mm-hmm. um she had a boyfriend but she didn't live with him and then the the other one was married and had kids and stuff so we would we and i had kids and stuff so we would just go do what normal friends do go to lunch go to the comedy show go to a museum and then have sex in her car and so um sounds legit but both of those women stalked me so all I of my before. friend dates happened too <laughs> 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 sorry no but my yeah she stalked me like they stalked me both of them well that and says a lot about you so I haven't well I don't know if it says maybe I don't know if this says a lot about maybe my sexual prowess as much as my uh, ability to not my picker you know <laughs> um, I, your picker. I, I definitely have a type and it's it's mentally unstable um with men and women but Uh, (laughs) i'm saying like i've only been with five women but two out of five stopped me and i've been with maybe a hundred men all together in various uh, kinds of relationships one night you know whatever you want to count and two of them have stopped me so it's two percent of men and like whatever the percentage two-fifths is well i mean that's not that i mean it's okay (laughs) So I'm terrified. I'm terrified. I mean, this is like 2008. A lot has changed in the last 12 years. There are women now that um, are old enough for me to be with that weren't 12 years ago. You know, women that were like 22, 23. You know, I I couldn't have, you know, they were too young. I don't know. And so it's like, uh, yeah. So there's like probably a bigger pool now, but I don't know how to woo I don't know how to get a woman I don't these both these these every woman what I hear it's pretty easy you just give them flowers and chocolate and don't talk about when they're on their period every woman I've ever been with has pursued me I have never pursued a woman interesting um yeah if I try to pursue a woman if I like a woman in any way I can't talk to her I'm like a Idiot. I'm like a 13 year old boy at a middle school dance that wants to ask the girls to dance, but he just can't. And you know what? In every relationship I was ever in, I was always the pursue E as well, not the pursuer. I'll pursue the shit out of some dudes. If I want to be but, with oh, you. Oh, so this is just women? Yeah, you're talking about. Okay, so just the women. Dude, he'll know it. I I'm not intimidated by men. <laughs> in the slightest <laughs> women intimidate the shit out of me though like like yes. mercury cafe i don't know if you've ever the owner of mercury okay. Cafe is like this older woman and she's very nice but there's just something about her that i can't t- intimidates the shit out of me that's real oh my god that's so real yeah i'm trying to think like in my life are there men that i get tongue tied around and that's absolutely not true but women there are some people like, i'm so scared to talk to one where i'm just like and yeah, like, crushes on them Oh, that's real. You know, like the friend that I just had to break up with, I I, I had a friend crush on her. Okay. Yeah. And I was scared to talk to her and and then then I did. But yeah, I get friend crushes on like I have a friend crush on Christy Buckley. Oh. Um Does she know is this an outing? Does she know this? Would you like me to tell her? She I mean I'm not that good for I mean, she, No me and her <laughs> we are we talk occasionally. We're not like <laughs> Me and her are as much I am I am I am close enough to her to be happy you know what I mean she knows my mom
1: she knows and she
0: sees me she says hey Helen that's all I, need. I don't need I don't need to be her best friend or hang out with her and listen you know like in that intimate level but just to be friendly with her just for Christy Bukley to be like hey Helen is like because like, I, I liked her before I started comedy when I turned 2015 I went to um the Deer Pile and uh, oh, oh, the deer pile. Yeah, 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 and Saul so went to High Plains. I don't remember if it was the first or second year, but there was her and Chris Sharp and Tear. There was a whole bunch of people, Sam Talent. That's when I first saw oh, all of Sam those. Talent. That yeah. whole kind of they're all in the same kind of class of comedian, like senior. They're in their grad, I, I say they're all in graduate school right now or getting PhDs in comedy at the moment. Yeah, she's been doing it for a long time. You're a freshman oh I'm so fresh I'm like I'm like an eighth grade I feel like sometimes yeah and I think I'm like well I was just about to start my junior year before COVID so I'm still kind of lingering at the end of a sophomore year even though I mean I've been doing it four years but that doesn't matter you can be a you can be could be you can be a senior in two years if you're like being you know what I mean and so I just kind of felt like yeah like like, I think there's, like, a junior class in Denver comedy that I'm part of, like, me and Jonathan Mitchell and, um, you know, like, the whole deadroom guys, Jeff Stonic, Um I'm trying to think of women that are in the junior level. Uh, Lauren. Oh, Lauren Dufault? Yeah. Oh, well, I think there's a roommate situation. Hey, it is that guy. Hey, me hi i know i found you on facebook that we might get a new roommate oh cool he's here checking shit out um hi room, new roommate i'm ellen's new friend i'm helen's new yeah. friend but i'll let Sway do that i mean we get is so he a trustworthy so. well how many how many roommates do you have um when the house is yeah full four There's five bedrooms in this house. So, but they kind of, it's not somewhere most people stay for very long. So they kind of, like the other morning I woke up, I don't know if you know who Owen is. He's a comedian, young white guy. Anyway, he, um, he's just like temporarily in this room over here for like a month. But I, I just woke up and there's this dude at my table and I thought it was our other, my other roommate, Mitch, with a haircut because he's hunched over his laptop. And I'm like, Mitch, did you get a haircut? who are you and he sits up and i'm like oh what was your name i know who you are and there's just this new white guy sitting at the table but i stay in my room i have like a fridge and my yeah, room, you're pretty a yeah basically apartment in here um, i'm i'm um I'm, i have my own bathroom that's I nice i have the master suite um, oh you're so fancy no. the master of the house <laughs> oh so there's actually mm-hmm. like madam madam helen Upstairs, there's, like, three actual bedrooms. Then downstairs, there's two rooms that can be bedrooms. And then there's, like, another space someone could stay if they were desperate enough. And then there's a garage someone can stay if they're really desperate. Usually, that's free. Like, if you want to crash in the garage, free. Oh, sweet. That's so good to know. I'm going to come crash in your garage. Yeah. I have a single futon, too, that you can I will. Uh, I my blessing. I out. love futons. Futons are the greatest. I'm quarantined in my basement at the moment and I have like um I almost put on like dress up garb from like my kids. Like I've got like beads and things. Well you <laughs> have cool. girls? I do. I have two uh two little girls. Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh i I've, my tubes have been tied and and I've had a hysterectomal ablation. So I'm like double Oh, that's right. I'm like you not it your ovaries or was it partial? What's up? Your hysterectomy, was it partial? Oh, so it was a, so it was a, an ablation, so my, I still have my uterus, so what they mm-hmm. do is they take out the lining of your uterus, yeah. because I had, like, bleeding issues yeah. after I had my daughter, and it was, like, real bad. I was becoming anemic, and so they're like, we don't know why this is happening, and I'm like, well, can you fix it, please? And so what they do is they burn the inside of your uterus out, so you never have a period again. So I'm, mm-hmm. like, so done. So but you done, don't so have done. the hormonal things of, see, I, I- have the to- I still do. I still, cause I still like ovulate and I still, yeah, no, no, for sure. But you don't have the changes of a hysterectomy, like pushing. Oh, you the right. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, so, exactly. So I have, I've had a partial hysterectomy. So they took my uterus. I had my tooth stuck with my last kid who just, you know, was 18 and a half. Yeah. But I was still super paranoid. I was going to be one of the 1%. You know, I was like, I'll be it. I'm so fertile. And seriously, then seriously, no, they took my uterus uh in 2010, early 2010, late 2009, somewhere in there. And um, they left the ovaries, they took it because I had a five, it was like I was six months, old, and I had a fibroid like the size of a small cantaloupe. Oh
1: they almost
0: They almost couldn't because, you know, when they do a hysterectomy now, they they just pull it out your vagina normally. They don't cut you open unless it's not able to be pulled out. So I almost didn't get to do that. But they they were able to get it out. Oh, great. You know, so they took away the cervix. They took away the, there's no way to get to my ovaries even, but I still have the ovaries. I still do have hormonal cycles. Mm -hmm. I definitely know when I'm ovulating because I'm like, I see men that I normally would never find attractive or have never thought about in that way. And I'm like, hey, hey Braxton, <laughs> uh, pretty good tonight. You know, um, I don't care that you have a face tattoo. Yeah. You're <laughs> all good. What's up? What's What's up? Good. And then, yeah. And so nothing against face tattoos. I that was a dumb thing to say. I'm sorry. Fuck face <laughs> tattoos. Okay. <laughs> Is there a tattoo artist or a rapper? Is this a condition so- or something? Like, I know this girl that's just like, she works at a doggy daycare and she's a single mom. And she's got these tattoos on her face. And I'm just like, you look fucking ridiculous. I don't even know what that it says. It's not put on in any sort of asymmetry. You just let someone write on your face in a random way. It's terrible. It's like, can you at least center it above the eyebrow? Can we <laughs> center it above the eyebrow? Seriously, so that way, if you're if you are ever having a bad day, you can at least make it look like it's a fake eyebrow. You know what I mean? If it's, I not, have, it's not commitment. <laughs> if I were to have a tattoo on my face, there would have to be like a computer program that would make measurements that would make sure that it was put into a scent You know what I mean? It, everyone sees your face. Everyone yeah. sees your face. I mean, wait, you do you have tattoos? You have tattoos? Yeah, I have on my arms. I have. Yes.
1: Yeah. I have
0: Stuart Smalley quote, I'm good enough, I'm smart, I'm smart enough, enough, and doggone it, people, people like me, on my life. Left- oh, you have Yeah, I just got that? that one, like, maybe a month ago, and then six months into comedy, I got, at least I got some good material, and that was my first tattoo that I ever got. Was like, oh, nice. Three, good for and, you. Three and a half years ago. That's super cool. So I'm about I think to- I'm done, though. I don't really, <sighs> I don't really like getting tattoos. They're painful, they hurt, and I can't think of any I can't think of anything else i wouldn't mind getting which is kind of narcissistic because it's a picture of me but the art of are we all just Lozo. a bunch of narcissists like the <laughs> of 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 Lozo, you know that's not so narcissistic cool. at all that's amazing it's a cartoon depiction of me so what so what you should what? have a cartoon depiction of you on your arm like that's like the ultimate self-love are you kidding me oh, it'd be so painful though i long it would I'm getting uh, pretty soon here. I'm actually going to be getting a um, a peacock. And it's going to be. Peacock, cock, cock. I just like the idea of having a cock on my arm. No, yeah. Peacock, cock, peacock. Cock. I had a, I dated a guy that was, his last name was Peacock years ago. Really? And I think. Did he ever show you his feathers? Because I wouldn't stop singing that song. Let me see <laughs> peacock, cock, cock, cock. <laughs> well, that's kind of his fault for having that last name. Cat you can change those things you know (laughs) seriously that's all i'm saying you had nothing to do with that (laughs) oh geez louise um yeah so yeah i gotta have two so what are the what are your um the what so your kids were 24 my daughters are 23 and 21 am i so yeah what's the what's the gender breakdown yeah girl girl boy gender neutral okay cool or non-binary that's what binary there, there we are cool so yeah as as of now self-identifying girls but who's who knows like they're young um yeah we'll, when, we'll see what happens when they get older when my youngest child was small i thought for sure he was gay or they were gay see i have trouble with the pronoun um for sure they were gay for sure like we were driving along uh, they were like six. I was a courier, and I would take the kids with me sometimes in the summer when they were out of school. I would take one with me to spend the day with me, and because I was like in and out, and anyway, so it was time to get some individual time with kids. And um, so we're out in Illinois, Kansas, and there's cows, and he's like, gay cows by like gay cows. So I'm like, uh, yes, sure. yeah. And if there's gay cows, they're like cows. And he say, like, gay boys like gay boys. And I'm like, yeah. That's true listen I'm a gay boy and I was like how do you know you're a gay boy and he's like because I want to kiss boys not girls and I was like well you know that's fine you know no problem um just make sure that they're a boy that wants to kiss other boys before you try to kiss them Mm -hmm. and well first of all you're six so don't kiss anyone (laughs) <laughs> you don't need to be kissing anyone anytime soon. That's but real. when you do, make sure that they're a boy that wants to kiss another boy, and let's just not talk to your dad about this. We were divorced, but his dad would have just broken his little spirit if yeah. he'd have told him. So, um so I just yeah, and he was always very feminine, effeminate, but he liked boy stuff, like boy toys, and he was much a boy. Like he put stuff in his pockets brings home sticks and frogs and you know like right. a lot of the but they're effeminate and um just very sweet and gentle and you know um yeah so we had feminine qualities so it makes sense to me that the non-binary thing um and you know like their girlfriend is a trans girl uh, when they first started dating You know, they hadn't come out to identify as female yet. So it was Mm -hmm. like Alex's boyfriend and now it's Alex's girlfriend. And um, which actually made it so much easier because she came to Thanksgiving and my grandma's oblivious. uh, So, and and she, you know, is very beautiful. And so it's like, it is Alex's girlfriend. Yeah, it so much easier than explain. I don't know why my grandma, I would never be like, this is Alex's friend, Bob. You know, if it was Alex's boyfriend, I'd be like, this is Alex's boyfriend. And I would not lie to my grandma or hide it from her. But I also, at the same time, don't really want to have that conversation. I don't have to. She's 80 She can just die without ever knowing that I, uh, like, she's met my trans boyfriend and husband. Mm -hmm. Um, She just thought Caden was young, a very young man. And then Drayden, she just had no clue. I mean, she'd been around them many, many times and had no clue. Um, yeah, so, cause she's not even in her realm of thinking that her granddaughter would be with a trans man. You, didn't, you know what I mean? So in her, yeah. she just and doesn't it, see it. And, and, and so you, you just never bought, so you just, it never was a topic of discussion. It just didn't. It never came it. up um Do you think it would have been received badly? By her? No. Yeah. Well, the rest okay. of my family knew. The rest of my family knew. She's the only one that okay. didn't know. Cousins. Yeah. Aunts, okay. I was but, just guess. I guess I was just curious about. Well, yeah. Okay, it would cool. not be right. received well. She has said transphobic things in front of me about bathrooms, and thankfully, my mother uh was able to intervene and okay. and stop the conversation and direct it to another thing um and my little brother actually have a supportive family which is great that time my little brother actually like left because he just was about to say some mean shit to grandma and and so he left the conversation and left my grandmother's house because he couldn't uh he was having trouble biting his tongue and that's my job to go off on grandma i used to do it regularly at thanksgiving i would ruin thanksgiving by not being able to bite my tongue in my 20s um I accidentally called her a bitch once. I didn't mean to. I I showed up. Okay, first, I traveled to Texas like six hours in a minivan with five kids, a <laughs> boyfriend that I didn't get along with. I'd started my a dog. I'd started my period. And I was on steroids for a sinus cold infection, so I wasn't feeling that. Plus, steroids make you like, ah right? That's we, enough to call anybody. You would call the nicest human being a bitch after a situation like that on that trip we hadn't even got out of town like there's a turnpike you get on in in kansas like 35 to go south we'd gotten onto it just gone through the toll thing so we're still technically probably in wichita and i pulled over and just went and sat in the grass and then uh, my boy gets out and he's like uh, honey are you back in the car and i was like i haven't decided yet i might just walk home i don't know and but then i got back in the car so i show up to thanksgiving eating a jar of nutella Fucking Nutella. Nutella. Not Nutella. I do love Nutella, but it was marshmallow cream then. That's right. Marshmallow cream. Oh, okay. I show up eating also love drink. marshmallow cream. <laughs> I show up eating a jar of marshmallow cream because that's what I do for stressful situations. That's how I handled it at the time. And she was like just giving me so much shit about eating this marshmallow cream. And I was finally like, Grandma, how fat do you think I am? And she said, Well over two hundred pounds. And at the time I was probably 175. And right now I'm 230, so now I'm over 200 pounds. But this, you know, this is like 2006. Anyway, and so I got upset and I walk out of the house and as I'm wa- I walk out the back door, my boyfriend walks around the corner, sees him upset, says, what's the matter? And I said, I'm a bitch, what's the matter? And then I looked my right wheel to my side and the kitchen goes right there where everyone is at making Thanksgiving dinner. My grandma is yeah. like feet away. My aunt is literally at the sink staring at me, just trying not to laugh. And because she doesn't That's like that my that. grandma either. My uncle's wife, who's passed away now, but she did not get along with my grandma very well. And so, um, yeah, so everyone heard it. The cousins heard everyone. And um, so I was like, we're leaving. And so I went to the car and I was packing up the kids. I was like, fuck this, we're leaving. Um, and then my grandma came out and apologized, but didn't apologize. She was like, I'm sorry, but I worry about and diabetes. My mother died of diabetes. That's not, that's not an apology. Yeah, but you know, there's a, yeah, the, there's a tactful way to do it or just shut the fuck up. I don't know. Um, so my, my aunt or my cousin, I can't remember who, gave me 2.5 X's. Um, which I'd never taken Xanax before. I just took both of them. Actually, I think it were one milligram and I've never taken so I took two milligrams of Xanax, never taking Xanax before and pretty much just slept through the rest of Thanksgiving. That sounds delightful. That sounds like the best Thanksgiving ever. It was the best Thanksgiving ever. Yeah, I woke up. The food was done. Nobody else was in there. There was still plenty left. I made me a plate. I warmed it up. I ate it. It was fucking amazing. They took care of my five kids. I didn't have to go through the process of getting their plates or cleaning up after them. It was all done. Yeah, and I was passed out, zanned out in the guest room.
1: It was a good Thanksgiving
0: but that yeah, sounds like it my was, dream. That's what it used to be. That's what holidays used to be when you were younger and weren't responsible for anybody or anything. You remember like when your oh, yeah. job to just show up at a Thanksgiving or you a holiday, up, You just run show out. Out. cousins. Yeah, that was like the only job you have. You, you eat your food at the table and you might take your plate and put it somewhere, but usually you just left it there. You went back out and play. You didn't have to, yeah, you didn't have to take it carried off. Fuck that noise. You, you, go was out, you play some more, you puke, you come back in, you eat some more. Yeah. Round two. <laughs> 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 oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, no. Yeah, those uh, are the days. I feel like Thanksgiving, it's my, it's not the same since so many people are past, my dad's died, my aunt died, my uncle's wife, my other aunt, my, my actual dad's sister died a uh, few years ago. My dad died in 2011. My, my uncle's wife died, uh, in, like, not of COVID, but since, like, right before everything got shut down, like, the end of February, beginning of March, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, so, like, she's, she, we used to have Thanksgiving at their house, at my aunt and uncle's house, and they, they would smoke a turkey, and her cranberry relish is the only kind I've ever liked, and, and her stuffing, you know, grandma's. pies so now it's in my 80s and it's different and it's not as good and it's kind of like i don't know There, yeah it's just it's, not it's just same. not the same and that's then cool. when my grandma passes away there's no reason to go home for thanksgiving because the only reason i go home for thanksgiving is to get my grandmother's pie otherwise there's no reason to go home once she's gone there's no food there that's that magnificently good there's no company there that's that magnificently good that I'm going to drive all the way to Kansas to be part of it I'm sure I will like if my brother Randall goes and he brings his daughter and his family that I never see or like my brother Billy I'll go but I'm not going if it's just the Wichita people there I see them several times a year as it is We, 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 uh, we stopped getting together as a whole big family on Thanksgiving because there's a crap ton of us and none of us can take it. And we all just fight. So we just don't (laughs) fight. We just don't talk about certain topics. Even if we don't talk about certain topics, we still end up in a fight. I don't don't know. I I think it's like, I think it's an Italian thing. Like it was just, uh, it's just like, God damn, just calm down. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if it's like, I'm mostly German, so I don't know where my, uh, passion, as I like to call it, comes from. Pa- you're, not, you're not a, my brother said, Helen, you're not a bitch. You're just got a strong personality. You know, <laughs> you're just, you're just passionate. You're just passionate. <laughs> I'm not an asshole. I'm just passionate. People are passionate people. It's true. It's very true. They are very, very passionate. I often am told to stop yelling when I'm not yelling. And I'm like, this isn't yelling. That's so real. My kids tell me that all the time. They're like, God, stop yelling at me. I'm like, I'm this, you think this is yelling? Oh boy. You just wait. (laughs) You're going to know when I yell. The neighbors (laughs) are going to know. Everyone is going to know when I'm yelling. That is a hundred percent (laughs) true. I've been been yelling at my kid inside, like at a stoplight, just going off on my kid to the point, like he's 16. He was pissing me off where I'm just pounding on the dash, just yelling at him because I can't hit him. So I'm you know, hitting the dash or I'm hitting the steering wheel. I'm just yelling at him, and our windows are up. The car next to us windows are up. but they can hear us yelling at each other or yep. me yelling at him, and they're looking over. That's real. I it'll it'll be oftentimes where like I'll have a window open and I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna just close this window because I live in a neighborhood where people are very very close and very judgy. We well, probably they don't. They don't. You have a big house and you have to yell. You do. It's true. I do? do? Go down the stairs every time I want to yell, get at someone's attention or up the stairs? No. that. No way. I have a voice for a reason. My voice goes real loud for a reason. It was, we evolved that way. Yeah. If they they didn't want us to, to yell at our children, then they wouldn't give us the ability to yell so loud. Yeah. Or make them so frustrating. That's also true. I said the other day, I was writing jokes, and I was like, you know, I don't know if, it, if parenting is necessarily not that hard, it's just really terrible. So that's what makes it hard, is that sometimes it's just really terrible. Well, because you're just, these situations happen that you're not equipped for. Like, when that's my so seven, cool. I'm doing the material tonight, my kid jokes, but yeah, like when my seven-year-old Googled naked girls, he was a seven-year-old boy. I was not, I didn't know what to do. Nobody, nobody equips you for that scenario, like, there's no, like, your mother doesn't sit you down and be like, you know, no, Helen, now listen. Yeah. <laughs> at, at some point, they're going to start to well I know have it was questions. Going to I knew it was going to happen at some point, but I, right. I, it was, I just didn't think seven-year-old boys thought about those things. And it wasn't even a sexual way. He just wanted to see what little girls looked like naked and that's my my five-year-old asked me what a what a boy's penis looked like and i'm like okay well here's what a boy's penis looks like and it wasn't again that's the same thing it's when i was a kid you were just show me yours i'll show you mine i had a male cousin that's how i learned what a penis looked like and it wasn't even sexual it was just like what does your stuff look like this is what my stuff looks like yeah Mm -hmm. and then we stopped being able to take baths together (laughs) but they're just parts yeah yeah they don't have to be like sexual it's like the other p pe- it's it's everybody else that was sexualizing it i'm sure yeah right sure yeah and nudity yeah. is sexual so it's like they're just parts just parts just parts. they can be used for sex but they're also used for other things like urinating and non-feeding feeding children feeding children um birthing children uh, spe- uh, you know, a uh, funny uh, party trick that I can do with um, my, 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 uh, uh, since I've been a mom, um, I still produce breast milk. I don't know why, but like, and I haven't breastfed a kid in like five years, but like, I can totally like squirt and like, like, like dispense milk. Like, even, of it? yeah, like I could probably get about an ounce. Not yeah. a lot, not like a lot, a lot enough to like, no. which is. Which is ridiculous because when I had my kids like I couldn't even like I, I was under producing and now for some reason it's my Zoloft but like I can like you, I you were to get like a double breast pump Like I could Be a healthy person you could sell your breast milk For how much? A lot I mean I did just quit my job Yeah I don't <laughs> You you'll have to research it but I'm serious there are people out there that that need to buy breast milk for their children because they can't produce yeah. it or like my ex, no, I would feel bad selling it. I feel like I would just give it to him at that point. My ex was a tramp. No man, you're being milked. It's a lot of <laughs> fucking. Yeah, have you ever had a double pump on you? Yeah. Uh, yes, I have. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna do that for free? <laughs> no. You know what? No. God damn it! I'm not gonna do that for free. That shit no. sucked. No. Maybe. Honestly, I, I have a, I did not like breastfeeding and I did not like pumping. I did not like the whole because It was feeding. it was like painful. Pumping. It was painful for me. Um, I didn't like pumping, but I mean, yeah, my, it depends on the kid. Like my first kid, I didn't, I did it for like six weeks. We did pretty good, me and her. Um, but then I went back to work and it just, they gave me my depot shot the day after I had her instead of waiting till my six week checkup. So my milk never came in. My third kid, or my second kid, I could have breastfed her forever. Like she was mm. so good at breastfeeding and it just went so well. And then yeah. the third kid was 11 and 5 pounds and 23 inches long. And Thank he was, was really fucking hungry. Like yes. we put him on cereal at six weeks. I was feeding him a little bit of cereal because he just wouldn't sleep. And he wanted to eat all the time. Yeah. And he, I was like literally like breastfeeding him one day and I saw bloody milk like down his cheek. And I was like, you're done. Yep. And um, then the fourth one, I almost died after I had him, so I had to throw away my milk for like 24 to 40 years or something like that. So I'm in the hospital for like the first 10 days of his life almost, and then um, pumping, and they're feeding it to him at home. So by the time that I get home, he is used to the bottle and does not want my breast. And so I tried to. But I wasn't producing enough because if you never get the kid getting it going, just the pump is hard to get the milk going. And so I was, yeah. he was like half and half formula for like maybe a month or so. Um, so he got most of it for like six weeks. And then I had to go to formula and I had planned to breastfeed him for like a year. I had all the clothes. I was ready to do it. I was going to yeah. i was gonna be a stay-at-home mom. There was so much shaming over, bre- over breastfeeding and not breastfeeding. Well, I uh, at least it. when I not so much as much anymore because it's come out where people just need to just like, mom a mom is gonna mom how they need a the mom right yeah <laughs> so they just everybody just needs to shut the fuck up. But um, when I had my first baby, you know, nine years ago, like it was just there was just a huge like there was so much pressure to breastfeed and like it I gave birth yes, I exactly and I gave birth in Boulder. And so they were, they were like fucking on, on me all the time. Like they were like, no, you have, if you're not producing milk, you have to do this pumping schedule. And so like I, I it, it added to my postpartum depression the first time around because like I that? wasn't producing milk. And so I had to do formula and I walked into a Michael's and some fucking bitch was like, um, I'm sorry, but that's poison. Like when, what about formula? And I, and I like lost my shit. I went into my car and I was crying my eyes out. I would have gone off on that bitch and been kicked out of a Michael's. I know. See, and, and, if I knew then what I knew now, I probably would have also been that bitch that, get, that gets kicked out of Michael's because I would have fucking laid in on her because it's none of her goddamn business. No. So I, I was so fragile. Like, I just went into my car and I just cried my yeah, eyes out. I'm like, oh my yeah! God! And so. terrible mom. I'm poisoning my child. I, no, like, because, like, with the third one, I, I was religious with the third and fourth one when they were babies. And so I go to church and I'm telling the women, I'm feeding them formula. And they're like, oh, you're not breastfeeding anymore and I tell them how I was literally my baby was a vampire and they were like yeah I had that problem with Sydney but you know I got over it and uh well that's probably why you're a cunt now (laughs) no one really said anything about the fourth one because I did literally almost die um
1: yeah my heart heart stopped
0: several times it's it's amazing that I your heart stopped yeah I got E. coli in my blood system and so it like shut all my organs down and killed me I mean I never I was never brain dead but I was out a few times they had to bring me back that is insane yeah so yeah it was a whole fucking traumatic thing but yeah um and then I had this new baby I was in the hospital my other kids were like my my other kids were like four no they were like five three and 15 months old um or so So you still have these babies and here you are dying all honey. I'm I'm in the hospital for 10 days. Yeah. Yeah. And and then at home I had IV antibiotics for like two weeks after I went home. So it was a really hard time, but yeah. So I, um, no one really gave me shit about it, but I, I remember feeding him the bottle of formula and just crying yeah, like feeling like I was poisoning my baby, like I was failing my child because like, Sorry. and it wasn't my fault that I almost died. I mean, mm. yeah, but I did, I felt like I was failing him because it, it's not poison, but breast milk is best. I yes, mean- Yes, it is, but that doesn't mean that formula breast isn't breast. also okay. Yeah, I think that was the message that we lost. Yeah, my kids were mostly raised on formula. Now the kid that got the most breast milk is always been my healthiest child. Mm -hmm. She does not have allergies and stuff like the others do. Mm -hmm. Um, But my Uh, son, my, my, my third one that was big, he's never really had a lot of health problems. And he didn't, I mean, he got, he didn't really get breastfed a lot past six weeks. So yeah. I think, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I, th- that's why it's a, when I had my second, I was just like, I, what's going to happen is going to happen. I don't really care if but I it make a lot gonna, on the baby. Cause like, yeah, some it really does. It latching on and, some and, other- and that was the problem with my first. So like my first Lucy, that's, she was named after Lucy in the sky with diamonds. Oh, I was yes. going to say that she's, I do like my, any, I do like my kids sometimes. They're terrible, but no, I do I like them sometimes. I love but so, well, she latched really funny. So like every time it was just like horribly painful, but I, but I, but I would bear it because I'm like, I, I gotta breastfeed my kid. And like, so that's when I switched to four. So both my kids had formula and breast milk. They were both raised on both. And, um, yeah. and it's just like, and they're both like as healthy as could be. So I, I, don't, mean, I don't, I, I do loved- breastfeeding i love the when it didn't hurt, i, I love when her. it didn't hurt with my second but with my second so she was in the nicu for two weeks oh yeah so i didn't have a chance to like so once she yeah. got out she was wonderful but like my milk never came in how yeah. it should have because yeah, i was trying to a, pump so i my baby yeah so i still know. breastfed her and it was lovely and i did it as long as i could but it just went dry and now for some strange fucking reason i can milk myself like a cow (laughs) and it's frustrating i'm telling you you can make some money on that shit Uh, maybe you can be my dealer you'll be my you'll be my my milk my milk dealer percent you're like hey helen helen i got got another two ounces for you i got another two ounces for (laughs) you gross oh we're gonna be uh, we're gonna have a breast milk ring yeah (laughs) like <laughs> breastfeeding the of but i'm sure that probably exists it yeah. sounds like some kind there are of hippie. groups there's places to sell because my ex was he's a trans guy my ex-boyfriend not husband um he wanted when i met him he wanted to have a baby um that was he didn't from him and the only way for him to do that is to physically give birth even though that's not really what he wanted to do the only way for him is to have a genetic tie to the baby it was just the easiest cheapest way to do it Right. Um, Because you just buy some sperm and they send it to you and your partner slides it up there and you can get pregnant. And so that's, that's crazy. We wanted to buy breast milk though, to feed the baby because breast is mess and it's very expensive. It would have cost us $1,200 a month to feed a newborn. newborn. $1,200 a month. That's what we would be paying for it. That's more than I was making at the bank. <laughs> yeah. I was working part-time. Oh, okay. Not full-time, but yes, it was. That is more than I was making in the bank for part-time. Because they pay their pay isn't great as a, as a bank teller. <laughs> yeah. So, no way. But, yeah, oh, man. An Babies and breastfeeding. I'll tell you what. I'm telling you. You never know what's going to end up being talked about on this show. You know, they were making, it's, this is my first time on said show, Yeah, like so, all, and we've gone everywhere. I've talked um, about all sorts of things with people on the show. People made breast milk ice cream for a while. Did you know that? I mean, was I was like some, there was some like bougie uh, 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 ice cream place in Brooklyn that was making breast milk ice no cream. There's no benefit to grown adults to breast milk. No, really? No. No, there isn't. <laughs> Although I did hear it cures pink eye, which I think is false, but when my when my daughter had when she had the goopy eyes did your kids ever yeah get the yes. you squirt breast milk in their eyes did you do that no oh i did that i didn't know i just used the regular stuff you use on their eyes i didn't know you could put breast milk in their eye yeah you can put breast milk in their eye and then it makes well, it go away i have a problem with my right eye maybe would, you like, with, I have would a, you like would you like would you like some breast milk <laughs> <laughs> I've tried those sorts of things, but yeah, I mean, if you want to, like, next time we're see each other, we can run into the bathroom real quick you, know, you want like, to, like, just We don't them. even have to do that. It's just real quick. I just got to, and them. it'll just go, like, right in. It's so yeah, quick. some breast milk. So do your breasts leak? No, and I have to express it. I have okay. to express it. Does so, it happen when you're orgasming? Because that happened when I was pregnant. I never noticed. I've never noticed. Oh, well, you would notice. Okay, yeah. yeah, I'm sure I probably would know. No, like yeah. When I was big and pregnant, I was on top one time, and it just said, "But yeah, Yeah, no, that didn't do that." Okay, it's kind of cool though. I feel like that's like it's like a, it's like you know when you're when steam comes out when you know when the tea kettle's done. Yeah, I. (laughs) You know what I mean (laughs) when you start. (laughs) Neither of us. It was cool. (laughs) Both of us were horrified. See, I'm just trying to take a positive spin on it because that's like, like I would be all in his face. I yeah, because I would be so mortified. i be like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. But that's how it feels, motherfuckers. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> know. there's people that are into being squirted with breast milk in their face. You could probably you could probably do some like webcam type videos that don't include your head of you expressing your milk into something or even you pumping shoot videos of you pumping the milk just close-ups on your boobs and I guarantee you there are men out there that will pay for them god can you help me it's, find you Seriously, you're fans my new only page you're my new manager <laughs> your fans only page it's just about you expressing the milk from your breasts and then you sell the milk but you don't have to have your face in it it's just your boobs who cares what your face looks like Oh my god, that's maybe you cover your tattoos. I don't know. if do you have any tattoos? I don't place? have any I don't have any boob tattoos, but totally. Yeah, like no one would ever know it was my boobs. Who yeah, would know that it was like, my boobs? As long as your tattoos were covered up. No oh totally. I could totally do that. Yeah. Oh my god, we're gonna make so much money. Off um, your breast milk. Man, if you if you're gonna have it and it's not gonna go away. Seriously. Like why not? <laughs> why not capitalize on this freak of nature that you are? It's real. That is so real. I thought thought that's what I was doing for comedy, but I guess since if the comedy thing doesn't work out, then I'm going to use this. This would be a major element. I know women that support themselves in all sorts of ways to be comedians, like uh, mainly in New York and L.A., like dominatrix, escorts. I've known a few dominatrixes. um, What's the plural of dominatrix? Dominatrix Dominatrixes. Dominatrixes? Yeah, I think that would be. Dominatrixes? Dominatrixes? I, I, mean, I think it would be dominatrix, dominatrixes. It's okay. a convention of dominatrixes. I feel like, I feel like I want to Google that at some point. What is, what is a, what is a plethora of dominatrix I don't know. Um, anyway, sorry, off on a tangent, but yes. Yeah. I mean, if I could, if I had something that I could do on a webcam, that would be of any value. I mean, sure there probably are people that we, but I don't, I couldn't be like a fans only page. Um, yeah. So I'm, 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 like, I'm totally, at, as soon as I get off this podcast, I'm going to go like Google, like see if like, this is a niche market that I can get myself. into. It is. I guarantee market. you. There is, there is some, there are men out there that have <laughs> like to be shit on over clear bowls over their face. I guarantee you there are men that want to watch a woman being milked with a machine oh fantastic something about me, the milk was, up in the bottle may fucking do it for him i don't know i was feeling real low about myself before this podcast and right now i am like i feel great i'm like You're i have magical you have magic basically the equivalent of like magical beans in your boobs i do i have magic bean boobs you have magic <laughs> milk boobs magic milk boobs could be magic but, milk, maybe Magic milk boobs. That's you don't smoke cigarettes or anything, do you, nicotine. I smoke. I smoke pot. I don't. Yeah, smoke I don't cigarettes. know how that affects breast milk, or it doesn't get the baby stoned. I know that. Oh uh, well, I, yeah, I probably well then I probably shouldn't be feeding it to babies. As long as you disclose that there's probably you smoke marijuana. I bet their kids will sleep real good. As long as you don't smoke, like I know nicotine goes through breast milk. I know alcohol goes the alcohol through does. Breast milk. But I I don't does THC no i don't know because i honestly i didn't start regularly using cannabis till after i had my kids no i mean i've re- is that I've, funny I've, i think that's funny. yeah that is well that i used it a lot before and then not so much when they were little and then like now that they're grown I'm fucking in the pocket, and fucking i didn't get high for many years because like what am i going to do be stoned and have a baby i got to carry around ooh, ooh. <laughs> Whoops! You really can't get high a lot until they can wipe their own ass, you know. That's that's so real, and that's, that's when weird. I started regularly smoking. It's a it's 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 pointless at a certain age to smoke weed because they're going to do something to bring it down that you have. They got to clean them Total up. Total buzzkill. Their pants, they're going to puke somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's real. And you're wasting weed. That's it's seriously wasted. Kids are hard. It to still work. happens though because my kids are five and eight, and I'm just a like it's different. I it, I, you know what I, you know what I think it for me because up. I smoke because I am I am sometimes a little bit stoned around my kids it makes me it brings me down on like to their like when they want to play I'm oh, way yeah. more into it because yeah. like I don't I, I'm a grown-ass woman I don't always like to play fairy 50 million times you know what I mean so but like when they when i'm stoned and i play with them i'm like this is great this shit is so fun and i get I into really- like character with them and so like that's like what they're gonna remember you know what i mean i went to oh. my kids here's another way you could make money someday when covid's over anyway i went to a kid's birthday party that my friends uh friend had her daughter, and she paid princess to come over I don't remember which Disney princess she was, but she comes over and she's dressed as a Disney princess and she's doing the whole Disney princess thing. But I'm stoned as fuck and I can't handle it. I can't handle it. I'm like, this is weird, man. And I was like, Jenna, you got to fucking warn people that don't have small children if they're going to come to your house and you're going to have a clown or a princess or anything like that, dude. I wouldn't have got so high. (laughs) this is freaking me out when she started singing i had to leave the room i couldn't oh my do God, it that was... and, but i and then i started thinking about how like this poor lady like what if she just broke up with her boyfriend in the car on the way over you know when you have just a shit day but you got to go to work anyway and then she has to go sing to a bunch of toddlers pretend to be well they, they were like four or five-year-olds but still she had to be like hi happy birthday and be a happy princess that's every customer service job i've ever been in yeah uh-huh <laughs> I think she made she was there for an hour and i think she made like a hundred bucks or something i don't i i i i don't just get Ooh. real stoned and dress up as a princess and uh i'd be like <laughs> <just> <laughs> I'm, do some improv really, man I'm, I'm a lesser known princess the stoner princess <laughs> <laughs> your, your dress is just made of fucking weed flowers your beerings are just like buds, you know. So really, I'm just like, I'm just like your stoner grandpa, hippie yeah. grandpa that's going to come to your grandma to your to your, uh, <laughs> to your birthday party. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> peace and <of> love, guys. <laughs> that's that's what I'm going to preach, because all that princess misogynistic well, no, shit, cause, like, she read, that's a ball of crap. <laughs> you no, know, she read part of a story about a magical prince saving the princess and all that. And I can't, I, I'm just imagining, like, she love. just broke up with her piece of shit boyfriend, because he's never going to get his shit together. And she's like... You know, at the end, and she's like, and then they lived happily ever after. That's a funny. That'd be a funny sketch. Until that'd he decided, decided that he wanted to have sexual intercourse with her sister. <laughs> uh, boys and girls, yeah. Where's my so, fucking slipper? All right. So where's my, my glass slipper? Pull fairy godmother in one more time to make a couple bodies disappear. <laughs> <laughs> boop. <Bibbidi-bobbidi-bop. laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, you, you could. I could redo the whole musical of like, like a, like what happens in Cinderella after they get married. Because then, like, you see what happens. Like, I'm rewatching the Tudors. You see what happened with Henry VIII. He got tired of his wives and he like royalty, so their heads off, or got a new one, or did whatever he needed to do to get a new wife. Roy- I don't understand why people want to be like, especially after watching all those like Tudor things. Like, royal people are like fucked. Like their families, their families are princess. fucked if you're a princess you can be married off to whoever you want and so uh yeah so like the prince eventually became the king and who knows if he started if he started to stray or what happened. maybe he maybe he banged was like henry, maybe he was henry the Achian, That's what she like was like off listening. in her head you know what he i mean would, like he would, he would have banged it should have been the stepsisters Is what i should have said in that that thing right there like yeah and then the prince banged both of her stepsisters kids <laughs> what it's called a menage a trois <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious so she has her (laughs) godmother to help get rid of three bodies do you write do you write sketches comedy sketches ever no i'd like to i have like a very 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 rough outline of what in my head is a short film oh but um you should take one of nick armstrong's classes because he can help you manifest that into something yeah i should but we should all do a many lot of things right (laughs) um i don't know i i am this covid thing really like people i know i've had more time on my hands but i just couldn't function to do anything like that is real like a lot of things happened the end of march my my aunt died who was like one of my favorite people ever and then um you know comedy got shut down and you know, plus there's a pandemic and you know, but I felt the hit of comedy before I really realized there was what the danger of a pandemic to panic about yeah. that. That is re- that so comedy yeah, shut that's, that's when I knew this shit was real and the pandemic was something that I was afraid of. And so then I had that. Plus then um I got a job and got fired from it four days later. Or the same day I got fired and died in the guy thrown up fiery, passionate, he's Cuban um am me so very passionate <laughs> breakup and um yeah i haven't had a fucking fight like that with a man in years wow. anyway so he um yeah so all those things happened like the last two weeks of march and so like april i just shut down i just it was too much and i That's just real. smoked a bunch of weed and watched tv and didn't do shit And then in May, I started recording podcasts just because I was, and I, at at that time, they were open up, you could schedule between 12 and nine, seven days a week. And I was doing two or three of these a day, and it was fucking, it got to the point that it was pretty exhausting, but that was pretty much May and, um, like, into April, April of May into June, I did that. And then I bought a bus, and I didn't work out, the whole thing, and then, you know, and then I, I, I. Had to move out of where I was at, and I bought a bus, and I got to fix it up, and then that didn't work out, so now I'm here in Jose's house, Um, and I'm starting a job on Monday, so I'm feeling like I'm starting to get, like, I was just before the pandemic, felt like I was starting to get my life stable enough to where I felt like I could add on producing shows, and that's when I started producing shows. I planned my festival for here and all that, so I just started feeling like I was capable of, got my, Feet on the ground here in Denver after living here for a year, you know, felt stable enough add on additional abilities. So that's kind of like I have, Mr. am to start a so I adjust to that. And I have Monday, Mike at iPi. And then there's the Fresh Stuck Comedy Open mic, Mondays, 6 p.m. Mondays, 6 p.m. If it is I be rich. I highly recommend it delicious five out of five stars yeah so so um plus i have the monthly show right. um and i'm sure i'll if i have an opportunity to produce more shows i will um well, that's cool like, like things are coming things up are gonna get down again soon yeah. i feel yeah. like the five will be the last of because it's outdoors it's a restaurant but i feel like in september i don't i'm afraid i won't end up with a september show so i haven't tried booking it yet I'm going to see how things are in August, so I'm hoping to get through the August eighth show, and I'm hoping between the two shows to at least raise enough money to send like one person through the online comedy class. Um, just yeah, to get this started, I'd rather do it in person. But that's just not an option soon. So I'm going to raise whatever it is, like two twenty five, two fifty, whatever it costs. I don't want them to give me a discount. I want to fully pay them for the class. Mm -hmm. uh because i know that they're hurting to um rise theater and so i need to update my website but anyway um yeah so i just want to between the two two things i'm hoping to get enough and i've already sold six tickets eight tickets so are there still tickets for the one what time is the one tonight what time is the one no this ticket's just it's at eight and there's not but you can show up yeah, I, I've sold eight tickets, and the max was twenty tickets, so there's still twelve. Okay. And Chrissy Bufley will be there. Oh, will she? Okay, yeah. And she wants to come watch her students. So yeah, totally. Yeah. There are so there's a lot of the students then in that in this one tonight. There's two. Yeah. Cool. There's two. And then because the feature Genevieve, she's from Alabama originally, and then the headliner Selma Zaki. Right. People are really excited to see her do 30 minutes. I'm excited to see her do 30 minutes. I yeah. I know she can do it. I've never seen her do it. She's going to fucking crush. And then I'm hoping what happens is that makes people start booking her as a headliner. That's I hope awesome. that this pushes her from feature to headliner in the scene um, because she deserves it and she should be headlining. And we don't have enough females that can. I can't headline. I can do 30 minutes. I can headline. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not. I never really care to be. I want. I just want to be a nice, solid feature. I don't like hosting. I don't want a headline. I don't want the show relying on me. I want to slip in, do my fifteen, twenty, and slip out. <laughs> in and out, all nice and easy. <laughs> I love history, man. I love it so uh, There's no pressure. And all of this is so foreign still to me, as far as like the because I, I I don't know. Anyway, it's so cool to listen to. This. It's just makes me excited for. Things and but anyway. I gotta get going,
1: yes, yes, You're yes, yes, yes.
0: Going. and my computer's dying. But um, it was an absolute awesome. pleasure we'll to you tonight and Monday, and yep. many more times in the future, yes, ma'am. I'm, I'm actually, yeah, August I'm totally August 8, I know I'm probably gonna see you for sure. So. For sure, all right, right we'll have fun, stay okay. sane in the suburbs, yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> <I'll talk laughs> thank, to you later. thank you, Bye-bye. bye bye and reading for all.